0: Bought this mouse case because I'm I, I'm getting a another a wireless mouse covered for by my work for my work laptop. Okay, but you cannot buy a wireless mouse with a case anymore. Like it just you cannot find a combo of that online. You can okay. buy the mice and you can buy the case, but you can't buy them together. And I remember at one point I I used to buy wireless mouse and they, I used to buy them only if they ever came with a case or like a sleeve to put them in. For travel. So then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll find a case. So then I find this one on like the Amazon basics, like Amazon's choice section. Yeah. And this thing is
1: fucking huge. Oh my God. What what type of mouse do they expect you to bring it bring with you there? Yeah, that's the thing. So like
0: I think I have to go see because there was a list of things that it like models that it like quote unquote fits. So I'm like, okay. And I just ordered it. And I got here. I'm like, this thing is massive, and I'm and I'm trying to figure out. So this is the if I unplug my mouse, this is the Corsair, yeah, the the one that Ryan had as well. I don't know if he still has it. And this thing just like it just shakes around in here, like there's yeah, so much-
1: that case dwarfs it. Like yeah, it's it's
0: insane. So it's like, how big of a mouse can I order for this? Like, am I gonna have
1: a honking huge travel mouse? The I'm going to be honest. I never really ever. I've never had and never considered a mouse case. Okay. So that, I think, I think I asked my, my brother as well. And I asked him like,
0: uh, Juliana, which like, cause I know him and I bought, bought the same wireless mouse because he and I had the same laptop as actually model, but mine was black. It was red. And we had the same mouse. Mine was black and his was red. Um, but I remember mine came with a case, a sleeve, and I'm like, okay. I asked him, I go, do you still have your sleeve for your mouse? He's like, I never came with a sleeve. He's like, I, he's like, I never had a sleeve for it, and I only ever bought mice that came with sleeves, or like a case. And I know you could do it at one point, and now you can still buy the cases for them, but they're always separate. It will say like this case
1: for this mouse, and so the things. I massive. guess, like I guess, it makes sense with i guess it makes sense with accessories in general because i know that i when i got my headset my series headset i was like thinking to myself i don't want to just leave this around sitting on a table so i wouldn't yeah. mind putting it in a case i ended up just getting like a desk hook and putting it there but um it did come well it didn't come with but it, there were like a head like there were there was a headset case available it was sold out at the time but i never i've never thought of a mouse i guess I just always think that if I'm going to travel with tech, I'm going to have like a laptop bag and then it goes in one of the sleeves.
0: Yeah. So, so do I, like I have my, my laptop. So I have two laptops. My one laptop is a massive honking, huge 17 incher. It's, it's so big. So I don't even have a case for that, but there's a, but my backpack, my, my bag that I travel with all day has a set. It's designed to hold a 17 inch laptop. And there's this dedicated sleeve for that at the, at the, at the right. back of the bag, but then my my other laptop is a smaller 14 inch one, and that has a dedicated sleeve. But then that then itself goes into the case into the backpack with the bigger one, so I can put my big laptop, my small laptop, an iPad, <laughs> a couple of binders. Like my 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 bag is huge. It's it's uh it's actually the size of like a carry on for like a luggage. Um, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to toss a mouse into this bag and just let it roll around like i don't right. like that so then i'm like okay i'm gonna try to find a case for it
1: it's got like a little battery it have got two little
0: sleeves for two AA batteries and it's got like another pocket oh yeah you know, like yeah it's cool but it's fucking huge so now i think i'm gonna be buying a nice oversized mouse so i can use this
1: All right, let's kick off this episode. This is episode four three one. I'm your temporary host, Matt Lawrence. I have with me today skeleton crew, only Adriano Petty. How's it going? That's all you need, Matt. Come on. Yeah, actually, yeah. because we have a packed episode this week.
0: Sure. Um, oh, we should have had I should have had my brother come on. Nah. And be, so you and him <laughs> can duke out some some Stargate shit because he's always making fun of you for Stargate.
1: It'll uh actually I do have a Stargate related story, I guess, kinda. Um, so I like I've been reading into the rumors about Amazon rebooting the Stargate franchise and I've heard and I believe this is all speculation that they were talking to the guys that wrote wrote or directed or whatever the expanse and so I just started watching the expanse if there's uh if there's one I would I would trust
0: that expanse I, I watched the first season fairly recently actually and I tell myself I'm going to go watch the rest of it but I also
1: did cancel my Amazon Prime membership, so I'll have to put that on. <laughs> i to put that on Plex somehow. I don't even. I don't. Oh, I guess it was sci-fi. It was sci-fi, and then it finished on Prime, so I don't know. How well, you get your hands sci-fi
0: on. was not going to renew it. They were going to let it go, and then Amazon picked it up for seasons five and six.
1: In fact, I heard. Uh, I heard that, and I think it's also a rumor. But I heard that it was because Jeff Bezos wanted to watch it. That's possible. That could be it. Uh, like, it is a it which is a, was awesome actually it's a
0: good show uh, season five. They were they were one of my clients for my um my previous position when I was um, slinging around medical equipment for film productions. That's pretty good. Yeah, we had to I had to do a future looking hospital room. So, I think it was season five. I'm pretty sure it was. It was it was under the Amazon banner. I remember Amazon production company was the actual client. So,
1: I do. I've only watched maybe 5 episodes so far. I'm pretty slow with shows, which is actually good cuz I usually get bored of them. And um I I do enjoy it, but it feels very of its time. Like it it feels like every scene is higher production quality than what you'd expect from that era from TV especially, but it also feels of that era cuz it also feels kind of like they it's out of focus a bit. <laughs> to cover some stuff oh, up or something, yeah. you know what I mean. I, like yeah, it's kind of blurry.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you know what a sh- what a sci-fi show feels of its time. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it is like, that is a good ass show. I love Battlestar, but the production does not hold up. the The longer you wait to watch that show, the worse it gets when you do watch it. That and Lost. You, you don't do any favors with Lost by waiting. Because you go back to the early seasons, or even lost overall, its production value does not age well.
1: I watched like the first half. I watched the like the I guess it's like the prequel movie of Battlestar, and then I watched like the first half of the first season, and that was like I liked it. It was definitely of its time, though. I did watch it maybe four years ago ish, but it was definitely of its time, and I'm sure another four years didn't help it none. Uh, I will also say that. I really hate, and this is a this is a personal pet peeve. I really hate that the personal, or I guess the the non military craft just look like space seven four sevens. I really don't like how they just look out the little port windows, and it's kind of like, go on, like you you couldn't you couldn't have made something else. Like Ugh. I understand it, but you couldn't have made something a little different. It's the future. Come I
0: I really gravitate towards Battlestar because Battlestar is what star trek voyager should have been and like Ryan, like ryan's not here to defend voyager or i don't know that he would but <laughs> voyager i i they they just wanted another star trek show running simultaneously about them exploring space but they didn't want to do it in in the same area as deep space nine so they put him across the galaxy which is great but they didn't take advantage of any sort of the storytelling opportunities of inter or intrapersonal conflict or, you know, um, lack of resources or anything. And all that was addressed in Battlestar. Like you had it and over the course of the series, you see things get worse and a little bit better and then worse. And then you have like interfleet issues and politics. And that's what Voyager should have been. And it's... uh. It's very disappointing. So,
1: it, it, it is like a detail that drives me nuts because in shows, I always think like, hang on, like, how are these guys going to keep, you know, whatever running? Like, they don't have unlimited parts. Like, we're not, we're not going and, you know, just calling it in and be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, damn, it's on back order. It's like, there is no back order anymore. There's no order anymore. So how are we going to keep this thing running? And, you know, you can jerry-rig things to an extent, but if, like, it doesn't turn on and you have no more batteries, then I guess that's it. There's a there's a, a a funny gag, a recurring thing on for Star Trek Voyager,
0: is they're away from Starfleet, they're the whole point, they're lost in space, they're trying to get home. They got like and, slingshot out in space or something. Right? Yeah, and it's going to take them it, at traditional travel speeds about seventy years. Holy. Yeah. So they, it's like okay, it's going to become an, uh, a generation ship. So, but the thing is, though, there's a common thing, a, a common gag with. Voyager is where they keep on getting shuttles destroyed. Like they keep on losing shuttles in just episodes. Like oh, one exploded, one got lost. Blah, blah 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 blah. But then when you look at the when you look at the layout of Voyager and the schematics, it's like the ship can only hold four. <laughs> it can only have had four coming out of dry dock. And if you count maybe the captain's shuttle that is hidden underneath, five, the captain's yacht or whatever. And over the course of the series, I think they get to like 13 or 14. Oh and they just God. keep on. It's like, where are you guys getting these magical shuttles? They just keep on they keep on showing up and and they just keep on like getting new ones somehow. So
1: they uh they reconfigured that that food, that food making thing, and they just started the making shuttles. Yeah. Well, so that that's one of the things, like, okay, you can replicate parts to a certain
0: point, and then even and then cuz that was never really acknowledged or addressed and then in one of the newer Star Trek shows that just came out Star Trek Prodigy they actually do have a vehicle replicator system. So it's you say what kind of mission you're going on and it will say well you're going to take this type of shuttle or you're going to go on drive around it's going to give you a landing craft and you get to then drive and it'll replicate it in the in the shuttle bay. Okay. And then when you come back it will dismantle it and it will just it will put it away into its matter storage. So that is a, a possibility but that's never really used in Voyager at all, so. Yeah.
1: Missed opportunities, it sounds like. Yeah,
0: I really respect. Uh, welcome to episode 431 of the shit on Star Trek Voyager podcast, but I re- I really do love <laughs> Voyager for a lot, a lot of part of it, but for the most
1: part, it's a lot of missed opportunities, so. so it Sounds a lot like SGU, but anyway, this is a video game podcast we have a lot of video game related stories uh for you today including uh a microsoft story that is not the activision blizzard fiasco i'm going to call it at this point uh it is uh, a new app that microsoft wants to launch on the iphone and it hinges on some pretty big changes so we'll touch on that we're also going to be talking about nfts of course we are but uh, not super at length because i i have a story here but i, I have a couple of questions that I want to ask Adriano and a couple, things, a couple of discussion topics that I assure you won't be boring, hopefully, <laughs> or annoying uh, about NFTs. And also another one, uh, micro, another one about Microsoft, I should say, is about how Microsoft is saying that 10 years is enough for for uh, someone to make, specifically Sony, to make a Call of Duty alternative. So we'll uh, chat about that, bring back resistance. And okay. a, a, US, <laughs> a U.S. senator <laughs> And this is about the fiasco. Uh, A U.S. senator uh, blasts Sony's monopoly on exclusive video games. Um, All this stuff, I feel like, is coming up because of the fiasco. Obviously, this isn't necessarily directly about this, but it's this is a whole all this stuff. Antitrust is all over the place these days. And these acquisitions starting to get out of control. So let's dive into that first story comes to us from Mac Rumors. Microsoft wants to launch an Xbox Game Store On iPhone, it's going to be an app. In an interview with Financial Times, Microsoft's gaming uh, chief, Phil Spencer, said that the app's launch hinges uh, on regulators approving the company's acquisition of video game maker Activision Blizzard, as it would give Microsoft a wider portfolio of mobile games. And second, that the app would only be able to launch if the EU's Digital Markets Act and other regulations uh, allowing for uh, alternative app stores on iOS are enforced. And he says, quote, we want to be in a position to offer Xbox and content from both us and our third party partners across any screen where someone would want to play. Today, we can't do that on mobile devices, but we want to build towards a world that we think will be coming where those devices are opened up. So this is uh, an interesting development and also kind of an interesting plan that hinges on a bunch of regulations. Yeah. I was going to uh, say like, so what do you think about this? Like, is this like, is it good to plan this? Like how long would this even really take to make? I can't imagine it would take too long. Once these two major hurdles are overcome, the
0: Activision Blizzard acquisition and the EU digital markets act. Right. Because once, even though it's just the, the EU regulations, if they do get that in there, it won't be long before the North American regulators will out. Like they're not going to. You're going to hear North American consumers cry and complain that the EU has this, and that they're going to have it lifted on, on the on the North American side. But yeah, to have that, those two major things, I almost, I almost suspect that Microsoft is booting this out there publicly as a, hey regulators we like see we want to give more gaming options to more people but you know we have we have limitations in front of us like you're you're stopping us from being able to give this to people so not only do you need to lift these regulate the the digital market act the digital markets act but you also need to make sure that we have material to be able to give to other people and and i almost feel like this is their kind of not to say that they would never were to pursued this, but I don't think they would be talking about this if they weren't facing some heavy questions and backlash from the Blizzard Activision, uh, Blizzard Activision acquisition.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of stuff is definitely going to I mean, one of the one of the key points that he says here even is like it does hinge on that acquisition going forward. And then, you know, they want to do this. But I was going to question, honestly, this sounds like a big, basically an app store. it's a game store that's going to be going on to iPhone and then more than likely on Android and that. But the only person, the only company that's really done this uh, to any large degree is Epic. And that is on Android. Uh, Epic had that whole fiasco where they... Went against the went against the um, the rules, and they started cutting out the digital stores, uh, the, namely the App Store for iOS and Google Play Store, where they didn't they like had the, like a workaround on the payment systems and whatever. And they both they get, they got kicked off of both. And so, like now, if I want to play Fortnite on my phone, which I do have it installed, um, I can download it from the Galaxy Store because I have a Samsung device. I download it from the Galaxy Store. I download the the Epic Games. Uh, launcher, whatever it is. And then that launcher, that app manages the updates for Fortnite uh, and Fortnite's It's, it's its own app as well.
0: So can you, can you get Fortnite on that device without the Epic launcher? Do you have to go for the Epic launcher?
1: I want to say, I think you have to go for the Epic launcher. I'm not a hundred percent. I did a long time ago before it was in the the galaxy store. So when, when the first, when Fortnite first got kicked off everything, you could download their store. You could download it right from uh, their website. And that's what I did. And I needed to download the launcher and then the launcher handled the launcher handled like the updates and stuff like that, just like this does. Um, But what I was going to say is, is that, it's, it's it's bizarre to me that Android has had the ability to make your own um, app store. You know, Amazon has or had their own. Uh, there's one, one that I used to use a long time ago on a BlackBerry called like the one mobile market. I think it was. Um, there's obviously the Google Play Store. There's a whole bunch of options and Google Play Services, which is the services that Google offers to games and different apps are limited as far as I know to Google play store, which is why obviously Google play store is one of the most popular. And it's also pre-installed in any Android phone that I've ever purchased, at least here. I know some uh, manufacturers don't do that and some countries don't do that. But what I find interesting is that there's not, there doesn't seem to be this huge audience for additional uh, launchers and stuff like that. But does the i? is it because the iPhone's there and, and is it because the iPhone is like, a large portion of the market and they're holding it back. And the instant that damn breaks on iOS, are we going to have just like we have on PC? Are we going to have a launcher situation with, with games like mobile games, but also mobile apps? Are we going to have a huge like, Oh, that's only available in the Epic store that's available on Google play. This one's available on the Xbox store and the Xbox store is only downloadable here. And are we going to have this huge fragmented thing because like it is iOS the damn that's holding it back or are we, or is this going to just like fizzle and die? And eventually Microsoft's going to be like, okay, fine. We'll go on Google play. (laughs) No, I, I, I think if they want,
0: I think having other, uh, app stores on iOS, whether it's a game or just another traditional app store is inevitable. I think they will, people will, you know, scream and shout until that happens. I don't think, I don't see being like a super Flood though, floodgate situation where it's just kind of like all hell breaks loose. I think the, I think there. I think most consumers are going to, most consumers are going to just gravitate towards the Apple App Store because that's what they're most familiar with. And then there's people like you and me, you know, who are going to just will know how to navigate the different applications. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it's very comparable to people on Windows. You boot up Windows, and most people just know to go to, you know, either Internet Explorer, Microsoft Edge. They know how to navigate basic Windows Explorer. But then when you get into more serious stuff, there are people who then to then do custom things, whether it's like you are uninstalling Windows Explorer and installing your own custom file Explorer through another third-party application. So I, I think most consumers are going to be, just playing it safe with the traditional app store anyways. And I don't think it's going to impact
1: Apple a whole lot. Um, Well, what's interesting is that we had this conversation before when the, when the whole Epic, when the whole Epic, the Apple story sort of broke. And one of the questions that came up, I don't know if this came up officially or whether it came up in someone's article, but it is a question that needs to be asked is, is it unfair competitive competition wise uh, to have your stuff pre-installed because obviously Apple's going to be like, well, we'll have the app store in there. And then it raises the question, well, you know, are consumers familiar with and want to stay comfortable with the app store because that's what they know and that's what they want. And that's the most competitive thing. Or is it a, uh, an action of convenience, but then you have this weird question of, okay, now I have an iPhone that has no app store. So how do I get apps on this thing? And then you start getting into sort of what you said, where you have to kind of know what you're doing. Is this a thing where someone's going to have to know, they have to go to like the app store website and download it or go to like the Epic store website and download it. Like, how is that going to,
0: how is that going to work? Yeah. And those people that are, are saying, well, it might be not, it won't be fair for you to have your own preloaded software. I don't think those, those people, those regulators who are asking those questions understand the gravity of you not having that installed out of convenience because I, they'll be the first ones to say, well, why do you have your pre-installed windows Explorer, your pre-installed app store? It's like, okay, give them a windows machine or an iPhone without your windows Explorer or app store. And then watch me, me like, shrug their shoulders and say well how do i do this and how do i do that and how do i get to this it's like like,
1: use the win get command
0: yeah you know (laughs) go start typing in your commands the old-fashioned way and figure that out because that's what you wanted and then watch how fast they they roll back on it
1: so I, i do think that what i what i'd really love actually for for some of these regulators is for um like an example be made for them So it'll be like, hey, you know, let's not have the app store. And then literally Apple comes in, you know, what that day, it's like a testing day, a prototype day, a test, whatever. And they come in with this test device. So, like, here you go. And it's like, how do I get apps? Figure it out. You know, Google it up. Like, I I don't have, I don't have like a, I don't have Safari. Damn. And then it's like, okay, there is a problem here. Now we need to consider like some sort of solution. Cause it would just be so blunt sometimes when when there's mistakes made like that.
0: It would be, it would honestly, if they had pulled something like that, I would be, de- there's a subreddit called malicious compliance. That's what I would do. It's like, okay, you want me to do this? I'm going to do exactly as you say, because I don't think you realize the inconvenience that you're imposing on everyone by having it set that way. Yeah. So here you go. You to, uh, oh, you don't, you don't think there should be anything for installing windows? Fine. It's going to, it's going to launch to a command prompt. Yeah. Just install, a little link. <laughs> yeah. You install your own GUI,
1: like, oh, like, go for it see how that goes. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, too, like what would happen You know how like people pay for default. So like Google pays to be the default search engine on Safari. And there's other examples of stuff like that. Like, would it be something like that where because like with Android, I mean, if you buy a Google Pixel device, it doesn't come with the Galaxy Store. But like I have the Galaxy Store because I have a Samsung device and that's pre-installed. So like that's a, I understand that it's different manufacturers, but it's almost like there's a deal in place there um, like the Amazon app store might be on certain devices pre-installed because they have a deal with that that person. But I,
0: I but I think I'm also wondering how this would affect existing because we already see things like this, especially uh, when you go and buy a new laptop, does a consumer grade laptop from Best Buy or whatever, whether it's HP or Dell or what or Asus, there is pre-installed custom software. A whole bunch of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, so if you're going to do this with the Apple App Store or any sort of proprietary App Store, which is your device, those regulations also get kicked in for that device. Like, Dell wouldn't be allowed to to bloat its own computers anymore mm-hmm. or HP put its own HP, you know, inkjet software on there. Like, all, it would have to be a clean slate across the board, even if there's a fucking OS. Who says there has to be
1: an OS installed? Go and go go get your license separately. So... Well, what's interesting about that is, like the problem might be solved with with a a product that has multiple manufacturers. There are multiple manufacturers of laptops that run Windows. There's multiple manufacturers of Android phones, but there is not multiple there are not many multiple manufacturers of Apple products. like Apple is the sole proprietor of that. And so well they they do have parts from other man. like they do license they do
0: get, screens. Oh, sure.
1: yeah, but I mean that like, there could be a competitive edge there where they're like, you know what, everybody fight for what's the default. So like, okay, I'll buy a pixel. Cause I want the play store. Oh, I like the galaxy store. I'll buy a Samsung. And like, there's a competitive edge there. And like, these companies can advertise and have commercials and stuff. Be like, we got the galaxy store. We got the play store. We got this, we got that, you know, we got Google messages. We have at Samsung messages, whatever. Um, we have oppo messages, whatever the, whatever the different manufacturers are. Cause there are tons for Android, but Apple's just going to be like, we got iMessage. We got the app store. We got nothing else. Like, is it enough to be competitive and just say like, well, iPhones are competing with like all these other Android phones. Is that enough? Or are they going to be like, no, no, no. The iOS ecosystem must be competitive and the Android ecosystem must be competitive internally. And then they both must compete with each other. Like, I don't know how granular they're going to get there. I don't know. That's hard to say. But I think after...
0: As much of, of as much of as a drawn out process has been for the Microsoft Blizzard act, uh, acquisition, when it is all said and done, whether they do get it or not, I think it will then kind of open the door to redefining what your platform is or whatever the device is, because you you're allowed to have a separate dedicated marketplace through an application. You can install an EXE on Windows, and Microsoft doesn't take any. Like, there's nothing. There's no cut of that anywhere. They don't touch any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they do unless if they go if you go through the Windows Store on on the on the Windows 10 or Windows 11. But you bypassing that through a web browser. They don't touch it. Why is it that if why is it that Apple or you know uh, Android can say no if you're on our device you have to go through our marketplace it's like okay but well, you're saying your phone yeah yeah how what what is the definition of a phone versus the definition of a computer nowadays it's like is it because you is it even though you do a b and c and d like computers and phones do the same four things but hey phone you're saying that you are a telecommunications device right so you, so you don't have to honor that Okay, well, if I have a teleco- if I have a SIM card on a laptop, which you can do, which you can do, yeah, it, yeah, or I have it, or if make my computer a telecommunications device, is that now considered a phone? It has it, it's it's modular, it's big, it's cumbersome, but is it by definition a phone? So now does that fall into that thing? And I think there's going to be a mass redefining of what we define to be a phone, or a personal computer, or a personal handheld device, and I think
1: certain regulations are going to start to line up. Uh, the days of the pocket PC and the PDA may be coming back. <laughs> we might have, we might be calling these things PDAs soon enough, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Palm uh, Pilot,
0: those good old days. Palm Pilot.
1: Oh hell yeah! And then they had they what they got into the smartphone game with the Palm Pre. I think, I think that's right. What how's uh, how's how's BlackBerry doing? How how are our friends over at BlackBerry? What are they? They don't make they on? don't make phones anymore. Oh, that's so sad. And there's a movie about it coming out soon. So, yeah, they're just a software and security company, I think, now. But they're alive, which is good. Uh, But on to the next story here. PlayStation considering cross-game NFTs, or so says, a new patent. Potentially the PlayStation patent uh, as described by VGC does reference this type of usage, uh, purposing a uh, technology that uh, could allow players to transfer assets, quote, such as a character or weapon or other game asset end quote, to other players uh, quote, again, across different games and platforms via NFT, the patent, excuse me, the patent, uh, not, not the general patent, <laughs> the patent uh, mentions, a player obtaining a unique skin NFT that could be used across multiple games. The patent confirms, of course, that these assets could be sold for real currency. Another concept that it mentions is a bit more novel. It is the idea that you, that you of using NFTs as a sort of save point or profile. And this is the thing I wanted to talk to you about, Adriano. Uh, so, for example, if an NFT is transferred to another player, they may be able to use it to continue a game exactly where... Uh, it was left off by the other player with the same level, the same score, and or the same point accumulation as the transfer. This technology could perhaps also have cross-game functionality as the patent details the possibility of a player beating a boss in a game and earning an NFT that allows them to use a specific type of weapon in a separate game, especially a system in which challenges can uh, can clear rewards across different games via NFT. So I know NFTs are like a big topic. Everyone's freaking out. Adriano had a Adriano and I had a brief discussion about this um before the show and I was talking about how NFTs these to me kind of blew up because money got involved everyone's like oh my god they're worth this much and this is how much they are and they're an asset and you got to do this and you got to you know. but then I was saying to those like NFTs could just be a ticket to an event Like it could literally be your membership card to a club and that club literally allows you to get into an event. And we have seen that with some NFTs like that yacht club did that or something. But I mean like NFTs could just become less of an investment thing in the future and more of just like, I've received a digital boarding pass. I received a digital ticket. It's just being run by NFT technology. And we, maybe we won't even know what it is. Maybe we won't even call it NFTs. Oh, by the way, this story comes from dual shockers. I forgot to mention that before. So I want to talk to you about this. Like NFTs are a bad word. Everyone freaks out about it, but this doesn't sound like it's, you know, tr- them trying to monetize anything. This sounds like they're just saying, Hey, uh, this is going to be a way for us to share data. What do you think?
0: Uh, it conceptually I don't have an objection to it. Um, Possibility of player being beating a boss in one game and then earning an NFT that allows them to use a specific type of weapon in a separate
1: game, especially in a system which challenges it can. So do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of. I, uh, the VMUs from Dream from Dreamcast. Now I rarely I rarely use them, but I I read a lot about them back in the day. And VMUs I don't know if you remember what they were, but they're the memory cards. They stick in the controller, and they themselves are like a little mm. Game Boy. They come out and they have buttons uh, and a little screen, but oh you yeah. can you can like earn something on there, and then like take it out and then play a little game on there, earn a little more, go to your friend's house, plug into player two. And hypothetically you could then, you know, bring in like, Hey man, like I know we've been struggling facing this boss. I went back home, played single player. I went into this cave. It's like, we play, so we're playing Elden ring. I went into this cave, got this crazy sword. It's really powerful. I'm now leveled up a bit. Let me bring my, my VMU over and I'll, we'll do that. Well, instead of like a VMU or like a memory card or something like that, like you would with a PS2 or a Dreamcast, instead of that type of thing, it would be prop, like just in the cloud. Like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to sign in. It's my unique identity. My character will load into our co-op game. Now let's go like beat the okay. boss.
0: Okay. I guess, I guess my question is, is why
1: does that have to be an NFT and why? Cause I feel like that can be done now. It, it, it can be done now. It's just, I think the thing that people are freaking out about is like, this is just a way to do that with the blockchain. And like the blockchain and all that stuff, like they're bad words right now because a lot of people lost a lot of money, including myself, but, um, they're just a, a piece a, like a way to do it. It's just another way to do it. And NFT is unique. It's unique to you. So like your character in a game, like your MMO character could be an NFT. Like it could, like, and I'm not an NFT specialist, so I might be saying some of this incorrectly to be clear to anyone out there, but, um, as far as I understand it, like I could start a character in an MMO and you might not even know it, but they could be making an NFT for you. And okay. it's a unique thing that's, you know, hosted on the blockchain. And then that's it. Like it's, okay. that's just how so they me, handle
0: it. Let me throw a scenario at you because there are people who would sell off like wow characters and sell off the accounts. Um, uh, to people who needed like who wanted a specific character right so they would then just make a transaction they would hand over the account and the password and the account information to this person and then they would have that right yep so would this just be a way of almost legitimizing that to say well this is my character but now i'm selling you this nft This now license is yours to do with as you want and then that person can adopt it into their system is that what you're saying
1: yes like this is what you're saying there is very similar to what in terms of activity, it um, is in terms of a lot of people were were when crypto and and, and blockchain took off. I think it was last year, in the year before, maybe um, when it took off and, and everyone went nuts. The metaverse was coming out. People were earning, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies by playing games, and they were also earning NFTs and using NFTs in certain ways uh, as tickets to get into places and stuff like that, of course, and get into unique clubs and whatever. And what ended up happening with that stuff is like it all came crashing down because people were thinking, Hey, you know, I don't want to like boot up cyberpunk. I don't want to boot up cyberpunk 2077, for example, and have my character be an NFT. And then I like will constantly be reminded that this NFT is worth a hundred dollars. I put a little more hours in it, then it's worth 110. And now my gaming kind of becomes like a chore and I'm going to be min maxing because maybe I will want to sell my asset. Whereas other people think, well, no, like I'm in an MMO, like you just said, I'm going to be grinding constantly. Some people are literally selling accounts or they're selling services in these games. So some people go, no, I, I work online. I'm a content creator, uh, which I understand is not related to this, but sometimes people will do a bunch of stuff online. I'm a content creator, but I also do this uh, while I have time. You know, maybe you're a wow streamer and when you're off stream, you still play wow and you do something to sell accounts. I don't know if that's against the terms of service or not, but like this could like quote unquote legitimize that if it is against the terms of service. This could you, you could say, you know, if Blizzard says, yes, you know, you, your NFT, you can sell it, you can do whatever, you know, go ahead. Oh my god, the Diablo shop. Oh god, this This is see this is where it, this is where like the, uh, the NFT as a bad word comes in. But like I'm going to throw up. But here's the thing. So like think about to me this is this is a way to do NFTs right think about something like call of duty call of duty has uh camos in 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 their games and yes they a bunch of them are free and you just earn them by playing and leveling up the guns and a bunch of them you have to pay for but what if there's like you know you do like a crazy cool achievement and you earn a specific camo like you earn a camo that is like super unique to you and you get an nft of that camo And now that NFT is guaranteed to work in all the, or let's say the next three Call of Duty games. That's attached to your profile. I think the money side of things does make it annoying. I understand the call for it and I understand the call against it. But to me, I would love to have just something that connects to my profile. I don't care if it's driven by an NFT or not, whatever's easier for them to run it. And it's like unique. It's my skin and I can use it in the next few COD games. That would be cool. Something like that would be neat All or like, right. you know, something like that is cool.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, though, so the whole point of the from what I know is the NFT is supposed to make a proper ownership of something. So it is yours to do with and sell off as you want. Mm-hmm. And it's not tied to a digital license or uh, some sort of limitation. So when you say things like, well, you know, this NFT will let me use this specific skin for the next three, it's like, no, I should be able to use this in some capacity forever. I should be able to take this and use it anywhere that I should uh, that I should be able to do it, and it's like okay, well, and that's that's where NFTs kind of lose it for me, and where, where I see the benefit for NFTs are uh, almost preserving a digital games collection. Because, oh, okay. yeah. Because what you were, what you would then do is, if you're going to release a game digitally, you do sign it with NFTs. You then can say, well, we're only going to distribute out, you know, a hundred thousand for the first release of this game. And I say, well, we're not going to release. We're not going to release another. Studio's going to go focus on something else, and maybe we'll do another hundred thousand units later. It's so, like, okay, well, then now I'm going to play this game. And now this game in the aftermarket has hit a premium because you know what? They've decided not to do another hundred thousand. So now there's only ever a hundred thousand copies of this game that can ever exist or be right. run simultaneously. And that allows me to that allows me to sell it off to you and to capitalize on that market. Like one of the things that I immediately thought of is. How the fuck could we go back and NFT all those PT demos that exist <laughs> because those are limited, you You're can't right, get right. that back. So but like we have NFTs on PlayStations which are locked to those consoles, and every time a PlayStation dies, we lose another copy of that game. Yeah. We cannot yep. we cannot get that back. So it's like, all right, let's NFT what we have now, get those off those things and get those in a marketplace. Cause then that's where you and I'm, make some you know, cash yeah, thinking, with the do, collection. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah doing the finger thing for the people at home, the money thing. I think that that the money aspect is what kills entities for a lot of people just because it, it does, it does sound ridiculous. Like I just like if I'm playing a single player game, especially um, it just sounds ridiculous to me to be like, yeah, like my, you know, my save file is worth more money. Like, and, and maybe you think that that's great. Like maybe, I don't know about you, Adrian, but like if one of the listeners thinks that's great, that's whatever. Like, to me, the jury's still out on NFTs. I know it, I know that the, the brand is damaged, um, and I do believe that NFTs will enter our lives at some point, and I think it's going to enter it under a different name. and No one's going to realize it's an NFT, and then you're going to have those articles break that's like, everyone's freaking out about enter new technology here. But in reality, it's just NFTs, so this is dumb, and then no one's going to pay attention to that, and then it's going to be a part of our lives. But I did want to bring up one final point about this, and you made a good point, Adriano, is, the stuff that we've already been talking about, both transferring the saves and attaching it to profiles and stuff like this, largely all that stuff, we can do that already. We don't have to use NFTs. So, the big thing with NFTs is like, what are NFTs giving to us, or like, what is it doing for our gaming experience that makes it better? Um, obviously, it might, be, it might make it better for the manufacturers to make more money, the developers, whomever, but the publishers, but it is a question of, like, what are these things doing? Like, why use an NFT? Why not use like a traditional account system that has like data in the account and I like, can maybe transfer the data around? Like, why not have like some data transferring? Like, you could do it. Like, it is possible, obviously. Um, so why isn't that a thing? Because like, I mean, if I buy a game on the PlayStation Network, like PlayStation Store, why you like, hypothetically, I could resell it. Like, we have the technology mm-hmm. to allow that. We just don't do it. So if NFTs and, are going to be the answer to that, it's like, why NFTs? Why not just do the other thing? But. The,
0: yeah. And the, and the answer to why you can't sell resell it is because, well, Sony wants to control that marketplace. And right now there's regulations that say that they can and there's not, and they we have to abide by that. But it's also because they can just issue out an infinite amount of licenses in perpetuity. Mm. The downside is, is like when they issue out those licenses, you're not actually buying it. You're only buying an indefinite play license. For the ownership of that console, because there's nothing to say that you're entitled to have that going forward. It's a right. nice convenience, but when, if they choose not to, you don't have to give it to you. But an, but an NFT, I do see upside though. It, it would legitimize a digital purchase. Okay, you do not have to when you buy a book, and then you sell it at you know at a at a garage sale or you sell it at a secondhand shop. There's nobody on the back end of the publisher. There's nobody at the original vendor saying, Hey, where's our, you can't do this. Where's our, yeah, cut where's my that? 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that was, that's the, you know, world that was before the 21st century. So I think, I think it's it to NFT and having licenses and having numbers and having limitations on what is out there would help. Hey, I would like to have those purchases legitimized. Mm-hmm. Um, that does create a marketplace where things will be inflated and valued and, you know, you'd have to compete for certain purchases, but I see the up and the downside of it.
1: Yeah. Like right now it almost feels like we have a permanent rent on our games and you're right. It would add like a bit of like an ownership or like, like legitimacy. Like you said, it's kind of like an ownership legitimacy every, every
0: major distributor from, from like Apple to PlayStation to even steam. Um, Although Steam has said, and we have to hope, we have to trust that they would follow through on it. But Steam did say that if the day ever came where they they had to close their doors or whatever reason they had to shut down, they would just pull all the DRM license. They would literally just unplug everything and say everything's DRM free. Go nuts.
1: Yeah, like download the data. Yeah, yeah,
0: and they wouldn't even bother with it. So, but you're you're hoping that a Valve, that Steam and Valve honor that one day. But maybe we should just have a piece of license uh, regulation in there to make sure that happens and then you have things like GOG which are DRM free which you can just do whatever the fuck you want with them
1: which is nice yeah yeah so I mean you're not supposed to be distributing it but like you're saying like you could like you're basically just getting largely you're just getting the files
0: so and that's actually you know what that actually because it's a kind of ties into Plex conversation about Plex and whether or not Plex is a legitimate service and a platform, and what you should and should not be doing with it.
1: Well, they do have just like free movies now.
0: Plex has they have a free movie service, but Plex originally started off for somebody to digitize their own library mm-hmm. for you to rip something and put it into a directory, and Plex would manage it Netflix style, like it, like it looks like a Netflix, and and you know you have your you have your cast and your info and your years and your ratings and. You may like this and this and this, and and Ryan like every time I mention Plex, Ryan's like, "Oh, well, I'll watch it through legitimate means." It's like, it's it's of course it's arguable, but there's nothing to say that Plex isn't a legitimate mean. It's a legitimate mean until there's a piece of regulation or place to say that it isn't a legitimate mean. Yeah, like it's been around for a long time. So, yeah, like, but I even, mean, even if know. like if nobody ever goes after Plex. And nobody ever does anything, it is a legitimate means until it isn't. We have to be told we're not allowed to use it. Not that we have to be
1: told that we can use it. And many people will purchase like the DVD, and then like there may be a law that says they should, like, they're not supposed to rip it, but they'll rip it so, and do whatever. But that manufacturer is getting like the how that person is justifying it is that they did purchase it from a store, the publisher, you know, production, whoever company. Will get their piece, and then they're just instead of using a disc player, they're just using a digital player. So that's so, how it's justified.
0: Yeah, by, and, the, and, by those people usually. And and the thing though with with Plex is, if you're if you're you want to make an argument to say, well, from from conception to final execution, what you're doing is you're taking a piece of media, you're ripping it, you're putting it on the server, and then you're giving it access to however, however many people you want with whatever limitations you decide for you to watch it. It's like maybe, but the way that, the way that that would likely be looked at is each individual step on its own. Are you allowed to do that? You're not looking at everything as a whole. You're only looking at each individual step
1: because it is, I have to check. It is illegal to, I think, to... it's, I think and we are not lawyers. I want to be clear this is not legal advice. I believe it is illegal to crack the encryption on a disk. Yes. but it is it is legal in Canada to make a copy under certain restrictions of media that you own,
0: yeah. but so you're not you're not allowed to crack the encryption of a disk. but let's say through whatever means that encryption is cracked. and now you have a cracked version on your drive. That right now that now is done. Like you you put that part aside you that the fact that you now have a cracked version of the movie is now irrelevant and separate from that previous act of cracking that disk. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, well, in order to have this movie on your drive, you had to have cracked it. It's like that's not that's not how you look at it. You look at each individual part separately. And I think Plex is a really good example and it, I think it will eventually hit the wider scope and, you know, it will be looked at And that might help determine what we can and can't do, but um, it would be interesting to 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 maybe NFT stuff, uh, maybe on your Plex. Say I own this copy, this digital copy of John Wick, and because it is mine, I'm allowed to share it with whoever I want through this service.
1: Well, the thing that's crazy to me is like you buy a movie on Google Play, let's say, and then it's just like anything else, where it's on their service. And you can download it and listen to it or watch it offline. Uh, And then you can also stream it usually, you know, through the Google play video app, or maybe it's Google TV now, Uh, or you can do it through YouTube as well. But I find it interesting that you can't, and this is really bizarre. Like you can't download it and then not use it through one of those services. Like you're not getting an MP4, you're not getting an MP3 if it's a music thing. Uh, Although I think music, Ryan was telling me music is if you do it purchase is, it off iTunes, I think it is DRM free It now. is DRM
0: free because but they it was it was a pain in the ass for certain transfers. It, it was easier for Apple just to live
1: the DRM. But what's what's bizarre is like to at least to me, if there was like a DRM free legitimate movie store. I'd be buying movies on there like crazy. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I like managing my own files and having MP4s and knowing where my stuff is and, you know, and so, and having it organized. So like, to be honest, like I would be buying stuff on there. I'd be buying stuff way more on there. Yeah.
0: I, I starting the Plex and managing that is one of the, my favorite pastimes, one of the greatest (laughs) things I've ever done.
1: So uh, yeah, it's. I thought of one one final NFT thing as we were talking that would be useful, and that is, you know how in the future, uh, or I guess the future depictions uh, in in sci-fi and stuff, people will have like digital art, so they have like a little pedestal, and then there's like a piece of art that's like like a hologram sticking out of it. Mm -hmm. I think that that type of stuff is probably going to be here. Like, I mean, it's probably still it probably is around already, but like wide wide spread. I think within about ten years. And like people collect paintings, like real paintings, and it's like this is like the Picasso, this isn't a copy of the Picasso, this isn't a print of the Picasso, this is the one that Picasso painted or drew or whatever. Um, you could do the same thing with NFTs, but when gaming, you could do the same thing with your character. I built this character, I went through all the shit and did all this stuff. An MMO, a single player game, it doesn't matter you put the little USB stick into your little hologram pedestal thing, and there's your desk of it. It's your little NFT guy. And that's like a legitimate, unique to you piece of like art or whatever you want to call it. Display piece. Well, whether or not you're allowed to sell it is another thing, but there's just one other small use I thought of. Hmm. All right, next one here, another Microsoft story. Microsoft says 10 years is sufficient for Sony to develop Call of Duty alternatives. This comes from Video Games Chronicle, or VGC. Uh, In a newly published document, the company has told, the company meaning Microsoft, has told the CMA that it believes a decade is long enough for Sony to create alternatives to Call of Duty. At the Remedies hearing in CMA, uh, they asked Microsoft if the 10-year duration is sufficient and whether there would be a cliff edge for Sony at the end of this period. Uh, it does say the 10 year is redacted here. So, but continuing the quote, Microsoft, consider, uh, Microsoft considers that a period of 10 years is sufficient for Sony as a leading publisher and console platform to develop alternatives to Call of Duty. The 10 year the term will extend into the next next console generation. This is also redacted furthermore. However, moreover, the the practical effect of the Remedy will go beyond the 10-year period since games downloaded in the final year of the Remedy can continue to be played for the lifetime of that console and beyond with backwards compatibility. And I agree. Um, there's a lot of things that businesses hinge on that are it is out of their I- control. And I'm sorry to say this, but Sony, you're so fucking scared of having Call of Duty taken away from you. Make a shooter and compete with Call of Duty. That's what you should be doing. So when I first read this quote, my reaction was like a
0: like a grinding teeth. It's like, uh, Microsoft, you probably shouldn't have said that. Uh that's probably not the way you want it. They should have phrased it. It does sound arrogant, but then when you kind of like unpack it. But it just, it just sounds like they're proving Sony's point. They're saying, well, yeah, Sony, you're right. We are going to take this away. But, you know, oh, tough, that's tough a good point. Tough shit. Deal with it. It's like, no, no, that's not the angle you want to play. Microsoft. This is the angle you should be playing <laughs> is you should be playing. We have no intention. As of now, we have no intention of uh, doing anything exclusive. We will reevaluate everything as a as an as needed basis going forward. There, there's there. The whole thing should be. We're not saying we will and we're not saying we won't. We're saying we don't know. Our motivations for buying this is not to make exclusives. Our motivation is just to expand
1: our portfolio. That's
0: that's what they should be going for.
1: I do agree with you there and I I don't I didn't clue into that but that's absolutely true. Like as a regulator giving this a yeah. lot of thought, I'm sure they probably would think, "Hang on yeah it's what, like, is it's that? Like, <laughs> what do you mean like why, why why all of a sudden you mentioned in this 10th year of this 10th year yeah. uh a, a agreement here yeah because if it's sony that's saying well you
0: know they'll only give us for 10 years they're only going to give us for 10 years and microsoft's like hey 10 years is enough for you to get shit done it's like no no microsoft shut up just you know you play the bigger man here like like you you just you're in it for everyone you're in it for everyone everywhere and just then hey, a year into the acquisition, be like, yeah, you know what? We've decided after reviewing it, we are going to make it exclusive in five or 15 years or whatever. I think them phrasing like that was probably they're approving they Sony's point. So at the well, same time, I, 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 I still do agree with Sony. They they should just shut shut up and let this happen.
1: Do you think that they're, that they're thinking that in 10 years, there isn't going to be a console to, or like a, a at least not mainstream, that it's going to be more so focused on the services, Xbox Game Pass, and then PlayStation, I don't know, Plus Plus, whatever the hell they call it. Um, And then it would... Like Microsoft. And then it would be weird for Microsoft to effectively publish a game onto PlayStation Plus Plus. Like, Do you think that, that that's their concern with the 10 years? Because they do have a financial interest in not making it exclusive. Like, they have it... To make it exclusive, they have, like, you could see it one way, where it's yeah. like, hey, if it's exclusive, people are going to buy Xbox. But then the other side, you're like, hang on, but there's a hell of a lot of PlayStations, and many people don't have the budget for it. So yeah. Microsoft is actually going to suffer, and, like, you know, there's benefits and the pros and cons either way. Um, So, like, it does make sense for them to continue to make Call of Duty for in the current state of things. But do you think that we're going to, like, you and I just had a huge conversation about the digital marketplaces as they stand right now. I mean... Do you think that they're going to be the same way in the future? Like, are we even going to be buying these things anymore? Are we just going to be streaming everything? Like, it is a question.
0: Yeah, Um, that is one. That is actually one angle they could have gone saying we're not. Like Xbox, Microsoft could be could be just expanding their catalog because they are they just want to be a service. They're saying, well, we're looking at the, the market and the projection of the industry 10 to 50 years from now. And it's not going to be a console with games on it. It's just going to be a service in which you pick where you want to use that service. You know, Xbox and, you know, Activision under uh, under Microsoft will be on any piece of hardware that exists in any sort of streaming format beside our competitors and our friends at PlayStation and Nintendo. So we're not, it's not about us making something exclusive. It's just something, it's just about us securing our place in a all digital streaming marketplace. Mm. And at that point, Sony doesn't really have any argument to really stand on because Sony also has those exclusives, whether they have licensed it from whether it's a first party, second party or third party exclusive. They, um, they, they, yeah. So Sony does, it's,
1: I don't know, like Sony's kind of being ridiculous with this whole thing. I'm, I'm, I was fine with them coming after them. It's like, okay, it's competition. They're coming after them for a bit. And then now it's just kind of getting annoying. Like, I, it's annoying to see this in the headline every week. And it's annoying to, it's annoying that it now a bunch of other things coming into question, like we're not covering this, but uh, Redfall did have a PS5 version that was in the development. And then when Microsoft acquired my micro, uh, Blizzard or uh, Bethesda, uh, um, then they were like, uh, yeah, shut that down. Like, okay, you, don't, so, you don't need that so
0: i i didn't end up actually reading that article i'm curious though when when it was decided was it decided that they're going to cancel it after they acquired them yes and what was the like official internal reason
1: i rem- if i remember correctly i read this a couple days ago it was that they were fo- going to be focusing on the xbox experience or xbox platform or something but i will say this that bethesda Whereas they are a huge impact, a huge cultural impact, certainly uh, in terms of gaming with their RPGs and other things like Doom and those type of things, they are smaller in terms of like in terms of like the esports and like the prowess of Call of Duty. At least from the impression I get, I don't have numbers. Um, it just seems like COD is like this behemoth of a thing. And then obviously you have Diablo and all those other things, whereas like all of Bethesda's titles sort of fall. Like they don't have one that's like, this is Call of Duty. You know what I mean? This is Bethesda's Call of Duty. Like They don't have to something think. that big. Maybe Skyrim. To... Yeah. I'm trying to think of how they could swing it. How they could like.
0: Red fall discovery. Because, like, historically, Bethesda has had issues developing on the PlayStation console. Right. Like, they had they had to bring... Like, like PlayStation had to go in with Bethesda to fix Skyrim. Skyrim.
1: Yeah, that's right, for PS3. That's so, right. I, I, I'm trying to think, of like, if I, if I was Microsoft PR, how would I spin the Redfall exclusivity thing? I don't think they can spin it because they have, like, Starfield is another example. Where... Yes, Starfield wasn't necessarily announced for anything. I mean, Redfall wasn't announced for PS5 either until this story broke. But like, probably was going to be coming out on PlayStation, right? Like, Starfield was probably going to be on PlayStation because Bethesda, as an independent entity, needs all the money they can get. Like, they're not they're not joining the console wars just to join the console wars. Like, they need a financial incentive.
0: It is. It was likely possible, whatever. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Correct for, yes. for Microsoft to have made an exclusive deal with that developer. Yes, Sony has done has, do, does that too. Bloodborne is not their developer, but they have an exclusive exclusive deal with Bloodborne on PlayStation. Yeah,
1: they, that's PlayStation, a good point. Actually, PlayStation
0: will do the same thing with studios, and like you have you have all of from uh, was from from software Is that yep. them yeah yep. you have all of their other catalog everywhere else except Bloodborne is locked to PlayStation and Demon Souls on console is locked to PlayStation. There's a PC yeah. version, but on console it's only PlayStation. So it's like PlayStation is dirty too. Like they'll do it as well, but there just seems to be this like, like forgiveness for PlayStation. It's as, like,
1: Oh, that's just what they do. Kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, well, PlayStation is doing it creatively and they're doing it because of the artistic, um, you know, preservation of the image, and they they'll be able to support it. It's like what Microsoft's doing is out of just business. It's like, fuck off! You're all doing it out of the same reason. Okay? Yeah, Sony's making some yeah. money here. Like you just seem to have like like a favoritism in the in the in the in the public eye for some reason. Because if it was the other way around, Microsoft may may have gone after you know antitrust but people would be like you know no PlayStation has every right to do this they have they 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 bought uh they bought Bungie did, yeah th- did Microsoft give a fuck like did they no, Microsoft didn't them? say a word as far oh. as I know and 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 there might have been a reason to do it because like like historically Bungie made an Xbox exclusive game
1: it made the Xbox yeah like, the Xbox uh like show uh, what do you call it? like almost like the yeah they' I want to say motto, but that isn't it. Like their their front runner, especially for the original Xbox, and the and their the sixty was was uh, yeah mascot. That's it, Master Chief.
0: Yeah, like so bu- it, like
1: Bungie is responsible for that.
0: Yeah, so it's killing me because like PlayStation and Xbox do the they're doing the exact same thing. The only difference is Xbox is doing it on a much bigger scale because they have a much bigger wallet. Yeah, Microsoft. PlayStation easy, has yeah. to stick to a smaller scale because they have a smaller wallet. And because Sony does not have the money to counter offer or to buy an exclusive deal or to say, Hey, Xbox will pay you to make sure that this stays on our console. They are just now all they have is just crying and begging to regulators. That's it. Like that's all they have at this point.
1: But the thing that's that's stupid about this is they could compete here, right? Like they can make a call of duty competitor. They're not wrong. But, but the reason why they're saying
0: they're, they're afraid of that is because they know they won't like there's a reason why they don't enter certain marketplaces or certain they try to combat certain shooters because they know they won't achieve it
1: okay? see, I see I hate that because it's like COD is a good like yes I know people hate it and this and that but like COD is a to me anyway I'm a casual COD player COD is a good shooter if you say so I stay you with know, it it's I mean yeah it's like pretty like it's really competitive and stuff like this and has a pretty toxic community sometimes um, only some of it though. Like, obviously, the by and large, I don't think it's that toxic, but um, like COD is just a good shooter. Like, even if you just want to play single player and you want to play a military shooter, COD is a very good shooter, in my opinion, as again, as a casual player. The PlayStation, PlayStation can do it, man. Like, they could come in and they could make an Overwatch clone. I know it's not a Call of Duty clone, but like, obviously, Overwatch is going with Activision Blizzard. Like they can make an Overwatch clone. They can make and they don't even need to make a clone like you can just make make a game like make like fucking resistance was doing good. Make resistance again and just make it more like COD with aliens. And it, you might stumble. You might have some serious troubles. You're going to actually I, I hope you do. I hope you have some troubles because if you if you overcome them, you'll it'll be way better at the end. And then we have two games that are competing for each for the space. But like you want to play a military shooter that isn't all about realism, really the market is Call of Duty way at the top in terms of popularity and like everyone knows what it is and then everything else beneath it is way down below. I wonder if that's another way that could be spun if that Uh-oh. could be an argu- if that
0: could be an argument from Microsoft. Say you're like PlayStation you're you're trying to argue that you don't have a competitor from for Call of Duty if we buy it not to say that they wouldn't keep it there anyways because there might be a financial business you know reason to do it but like I wonder if there's a way for it for it to be spun to say PlayStation all three major players Xbox Nintendo and PlayStation we all have our different strengths okay Nintendo has their family friendly market and they have their um, you know, multiplayer uh, Nintendo niche titles. You have your more single player um cinematic high triple A titles. Almost like movies, kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then we will we have the mar- we want the market or have the market of online multiplayer games. And it's like we all have we're all going to be involved in all three of you. Like you're going to dabble in each one slightly, but we're going to have our strengths in our respective fields and just kind of
1: stick with yours and we'll stick with ours. So that's a good I mean, it is an interesting like it is an interesting thing to point out because I do literally go to my different consoles to like when I pick up like my switch, it's a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. Then when I pick up my Xbox and, and there is some crossover, obviously some, you know, all the consoles have some family friendly games and kid friendly games, of course, but that's super interesting. That's an interesting like way to do it. Another thing, another way to spin it, actually, when you were talking about spin is Sony is doing this quote unquote, because like, they don't want to lose call of duty, blah, blah, blah. And they think it's, uh, you know, it's bad for competition, this and that, but yet they won't spin up a competitor so could you they, spin it they like
0: because they probably
1: can't they probably I, I swear can't. to you like they it's not going to be easy like i'm not saying it's, it's going to be easy they, but they, they can prob- like they probably but they cro- can
0: matt you're talking about years of market research and like just focus grouping where to say like you don't think there's been competitors to try to come in into the marketplace to do you know the moba scene there's a shit ton of mobas sure. that in. there's shit this shit ton of card games that came in there's a shit ton of you know uh uh, uh team based shooters, you know, when people things try to compete with Overwatch and it just fell by the wayside, so at a certain point, they're they know it's not worth it, they're not they can't enter that market. There's a reason why Microsoft doesn't make the Microsoft Surface phone anymore, the, the Windows based one is because they know it's like we can't keep up with this market, so we're not going
1: to bother to make that phone, sure. I, but like w- games are a little bit different in that, like, there's Indie shooters that are successful at the indie uh, scale, of course. Yeah, okay, and, right there. But that's the thing, though, is that's but, not. But it's also, a, it's also an indie. It's also an indie dev. That's, they don't got the money to like blast, you know, huge posters onto things and blast all the, you know, radio stations with it and all the TV commercials and you know YouTube commercials and all that stuff. Like they don't have the money for that. that. But that goes into consideration. Oh, when like that is that is what PlayStation is looking
0: at. They're saying, hey, Microsoft. If you do this, you're you're shooting us. You're tying one hand, shooting us and leaving us for dead or
1: tying one hand behind us and telling us to swim. Maybe I'm being too naive, like I'm being too optimistic. Yeah,
0: but you're saying well playstation just go out there and be successful Yeah. Okay. well okay well
1: but, but i mean they do that with everything else though it's like it's not every do, single title does that well they, but like they, they, they do have that. tons of exclusives and they got tons of games that they then they they just they just do it i'm not saying it's gonna be easy but matt they do
0: that with their triple a titles because that's where they excel and they rely on the third party developers to cover the areas in which they don't which they're, they can't do they sure. can't make a cod so they let activision deal with that Sure. While PlayStation, while PlayStation can focus on the other on the other stuff, sure. Okay, Microsoft, you know they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. It's a little bit more of a wild card with them, um, but you know they they do have a market. Some they do have they do have major exclusives that which will not be challenged for the foreseeable future. One of them being Sea of Thieves, like their Sea of Thieves is a truly unique experience. For what that game is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty. You're, unique. you're not going to get that again for a long time. Doesn't matter what Ubisoft tries to pump out with skull bones. You're not <laughs> going to get Sea of Thieves. <laughs> if it ever so, so happens. Yeah. So like like Microsoft does have their major exclusives. They just. I see both sides of it. But at the end of the day, it's just Sony. You wanted like the Sony PlayStation closed off experience you didn't want to you wanted like to be your own little niche you wanted to be your own little version of nintendo well guess what you got it you're going to be your own little version of nintendo and everything that goes with it because you're not going to have now those major titles there's a reason why cod isn't on nintendo it's because there's not a market for it or there's not performance for it. Although it's supposed to be now if this deal goes it's spo- through, it, it's it's going to be there, but we really know it's not. It's like, yeah, you're going to be able to technically launch that game, but you're not going to be able, on a hardware level. You're not going to be able to run that game.
1: Yeah, like I wouldn't choose. I'm going to be like, man, it's on sale on the switch. I'll buy COD on the switch instead I'd be like, nah, yeah, I was going to play there's, the full retail.
0: There's no scenario where even though it's free to play, where I'm going to pick up overwatch on my switch to play versus people on. <laughs> pc or whatever so it's not it's absolutely not happening but you know they they playstation wanted to be of their own version of nintendo well microsoft coming in and taking this is just going to kind of push them in that corner the difference is that they don't have the finance they don't have money they don't have nintendo money to sustain themselves and they don't have xbox money to buy a developer so now they're kind of stuck in between now now they made it
1: last of us three
0: just to make just honestly (laughs) like like this is the first time that i you can see playstation being scared like they are they're they're legitimately terrified because for the last generation because you know xbox dominate let's say dominated xbox came in strong with the 360 playstation 3 was a little bit later but for the ps4 and the ps5 playstation has dominated it and they they showed their arrogance no, we're not going to do crossplay. no we're not going to be cooperative no we're not going to share a marketplace you're going to we're going to you're going to be the playstation experience because we have a better experience all right playstation Microsoft comes in and just throws down a wad of cash
1: we're just going to buy our <laughs> way success, to success and now like
0: no you can't do this
1: well somebody made a good point i think it was on the acg podcast and i am paraphrasing from memory but they said that, you know, Microsoft has been criticized with the amount of studios that they own and the little amount that those studios have been pumping out. But then a lot of other studios that aren't related to Microsoft or anything lately have been having trouble pumping things out. Games are delayed. Games are buggy when they come out, those type of things. And so it just sort of seems to be like an industry-wide problem right now. And so what the podcast that I was listening to brought up was somebody somebody mentioned that there doesn't seem to be much in the way of Sony releasing anything anytime soon and Sony's devs are more than likely not immune to the same problems, so Sony might have one hell of a lull, just like Xbox has had. Like this might be the beginning of Sony's lull, and then you make a good point where they're scared because now it's like, yeah, we don't have another God of War, we don't have another, you know, enter like like Last of Us, we don't have another uh, one of them they 're all three to five years out like you know and I'm sure there's and, some games that are coming out like it's not gonna be nothing but and and credit to them because the, their decision to go on to PC was probably made years before
0: this was even taught like like their 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 mar- their entrance into the market the into Steam was not done because of the Microsoft acquisition maybe maybe the Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda may have pushed that but it definitely wasn't the Microsoft acquisition of Blizzard or Activision so yeah PlayStation's taking some steps to kind of enter in a new marketplace but it's it's like playstation is always no we want you want the playstation game you're going to stay on the playstation experience and then you had to have fucking mlb you had to have a uh, major league baseball player uh, people say no you know what playstation you're going to now if you want to continue to have the mlb the show license you now have to go to other platforms like you cannot just be uh, you in your system anymore. You need to go to an Xbox. Right, it's like, right. Okay, fine, we will develop for an Xbox. We're not gonna fucking publish it on Xbox. Somebody else is gonna publish it. Yeah so, yeah, they, yeah, so they don't even publish their own developed game on, on Microsoft. So and the best middle finger is that on day one it came to Xbox Game Pass for PC. Oh. You, you had to buy it from PlayStation <laughs> if you wanted to play on PlayStation, which is hilarious. Oof. So it's it's interesting, but We'll see. Yeah, well, uh, by the we'll... by the end of the summer, this is supposed to be wrapped up. This is supposed to be a final decision. And I'm still freaking, honestly, hope it's earlier. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still hoping and kind of leaning that Microsoft does get it. Um, so.
1: Well, we actually have another related story on this, uh, so I'll, I'll go to that right now, so we can continue the conversation. U.S. Senator blasts Sony's mo- uh, monopoly on exclusive video games. This comes to us from Kotaku, and I have a specific question I'm going to ask about this article. So I'll go through the article, that I'll ask the question. So during a Senate uh, Finance Committee hearing on the President's 2023 trade policy agenda, agenda, excuse me, uh, Cantwell said, among an, among a bunch of other international trade talk, "quote I'm told that Sony controls a monopoly of 98% of the high." Game market. Yet Japan's government has allowed Sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive deals and payments to game publishers, establishing games that are among the most popular in Japan. End quote. Accusing Japan's Federal Trade Commission of failing to investigate this exclusionary conduct, she then asked the U.S. Trade Representative, Catherine Tai. Quote, what do you think we can do to address these issues and create a level playing field, end quote. And in response, Tai says that while there there are currently discussions between the US and uh, Japanese governments over the digital economy, quote, this is a new one for me, but let me, t- let me take this back and I'm happy to follow up with you and your team on this. So Mike, the reason why I brought this up anyway uh, at, at all is not necessarily due to the acquisition deal or anything like this. But the question is, You and I, Adriano, were having a conversation on, before the show, we were just kind of like, you know, will the Activision Blizzard go through? Will the deal go through? Will it not? And one of the questions that arose was, what happens if it goes through in Europe? Or what happens if it goes through in the US, but it doesn't go through in Europe? Or it doesn't go through in, you know, enter in a a number of other uh, large markets? What happens then? Like, Because we were like, well, you know, does it have to be unanimous? But then not really, because I don't think the Federal Trade Commission is going to be like, hey, uh, Europe or like EU, please align with our like, I don't think that's how that works. So, like, what do you think on this? Like, this is interesting that, you know, the U.S. and Japanese are going to be and the Japanese governments are going to be talking about the digital economy. Like, what does this mean for this type of stuff? Because stuff is so easily distributed now. And it's so easily like you put a file on the internet, you put it up for sale and then, yeah, there's some tax laws and this and that you got to sort out, but boom, you can, people can just buy it right away. You got credit card, go, 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 go. And you're, you know, up and running your for sale, whatever the heck of the thing is that you're selling. So, you know, what do you think about this? Like, is this like, it's kind of feels like it is, it, is it? Is this what is going to happen to cod? Like, are we going to have to have like a committee among countries and be like, okay, like we're going to allow it, you're not? What's going on? What's what's you know what what's the what's the sitch? What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know how it works when there's conflicting decisions on the regulators. I, I, you know what? This might be something worthwhile for me to research.
1: Um, Because there might be like examples of this otherwise. Because like the way I saw it, and I want to be clear, I'm I'm did not research this. I'm speculating. The way I thought of it was like Europe has their own copyright laws, for example, and so does the U.S. Something that's illegal copyright wise in Europe might be might be uh, you know legal in one country and illegal in another. Yeah, Um, and they probably don't care. But then there's also like international law, I guess, because of this digital distribution. So it's like. How do you regulate all this? You know, it's <laughs> do we go to the UN to, to get this deal uh, that's, done?
0: <laughs> that's not the purpose of the UN. No, I
1: know. I just,
0: <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know how it works with regulation because like I know that re- like Meta was forced to sell off a portion of like some sort of they're forced to sell off something because the EU regulators didn't like them having it. So they said you have to sell it off. Interesting. Okay, and I I'm like, okay, but what happens? Like the U.S. didn't say it; they they didn't care. Mm-hmm. So because the EU says you have to sell it off, they they had to sell it off. I'm gonna. Go it might have and- been.
1: It might have been like something along the. There's like a law, and I want to be clear: this is not legal advice. Uh, there was like a law that roughly is that like EU citizens' data shouldn't be sent to America without express consent. And so, like, if you have, like, an account on something like Facebook, those servers are more than likely in America. So, like, maybe those are, maybe, like, they wanted them to have servers in Europe or something. Again, I'm speculating. Um, But. Hmm. No, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, like, dilemma that we find ourselves in. Because, like, to us, the consumer, it's so easy. We just log into our favorite store and then we just... You know, maybe we have to switch the currency sometimes from U.S. dollars to, to to Canadian dollars, and then that's it. Like that's the entire that's the entire thing for us. Short of entering a credit card, entering in our shipping address if it's a physical item, and having the item shipped to us. You know, that's the whole that's the whole pack. Um, I'm gonna I'm going
0: Did you find something? I'm gonna well, because I actually got distracted with another article. There was a uh... what another well it was uk regulator narrows concerns on microsoft acquisition for the deals and then it was from windows
1: windows central
0: i'm gonna guess yeah and then they're then they had a little editorial piece at the bottom saying that based on their they still think it's gonna go through like i, I basically like from
1: it honestly looks like it's still going to happen um this might be the this might be the one and done though like i feel like if microsoft's like Hey, can we buy those guys too? And it's going to be like, no, you <laughs> know, you can't. You got to stop for a bit. Uh,
0: okay. I'm going to do something into Google. Hmm. Okay. That did not give me the answer that I needed. Um, what are two of the regulatory bodies that
1: are, are uh, looking at this right now? Well, you can look up like FTC, which yeah, is the so Federal FTC, Trade Commission. Okay.
0: STC and CMA.
1: All right. Uh, Man, this I I couldn't even imagine being a regulator for some of this stuff because, like, I would be so sure of my answer, and then someone would come in with a good point. It's like, damn, damn! Now we got to redo the whole. I got to rethink this whole thing through.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find the Reddit one because I know that there was a it was a UK. Was it about this or was it about no no it was it was it was about it was forcing Meta to sell off a, something uh, like a, it was like some sort of company that it had they didn't like them having it I think mm. for some reason they anti- they they worried about cornering certain things so they forced them to sell them off and for a couple hundred they said well yeah sell it off and then they ended up selling them off for a couple hundred million but it was I remember reading specifically a UK regulator regulator that said that it's like okay so why they have to sell it off and
1: affect, affect their business worldwide because a UK regulator said so. So, It might be like a thing where it's like the source country. So it's like if that company was EU registered or something, but like then, who knows? But then,
0: but then why, why are multiple regulators even looking at it?
1: If, if they only have to, have to deal point. with one, there's no
0: reason for anyone to be even wasting their time. So I'm wondering if they if they just need approval from one. Like if they can get one of them on their side, that might just be like, okay, well... Guess what? You know we have um, 14 hours ago. Let's see what this says.
1: This stuff. This stuff is uh, is a lot. <laughs>
0: CMA has provisionally concluded that the anticipated acquisition by Microsoft Corporation of Activision Blizzard will not result in a substantial lessening of competition in relation to console gaming in the UK. And I have to like agree because you, yeah, PlayStation is worried about it, but you're not. Is this this Windows Central article you're reading now? No, I found this is another. This is a tweet from uh, Christopher Drink. This is from... I have to find out where... He, uh, Twitter. This guy is... No, I don't want notifications. Uh, he is a He's a writer for Video Games chronicler, The Observer, um, Doctor Who Magazine, and he does stuff on BBC. Because, like, yeah, if you're looking at, at sheer competition, like ignoring the actual genre, playstyle, title, IP, you know, family of ty- family of games. If you're looking at just like, does this lessen competition? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right. And not even by a f- fraction because PlayStation still has their footing, what they do best. Nintendo still has their footing, for what they do best. And then you now have new players coming in. We like now Steam has a console. Like there is a now a new marketplace with hundreds of thousands of. Or millions of games from a steam marketplace which are now consoleized,
1: and it and it very and like the steam deck very much so makes the budget like accessible like makes pc gaming yeah. budget accessible low budget accessible
0: i'm fucking looking forward to getting my steam deck i uh yeah i think it just shipped actually um so when it when it comes down to just on a on a broad player choice for console gaming and console options and games options It's not even a fucking scratch off, like, not even a scratch on the surface. It's it's so minor. It's just PlayStation is worried about the money in which they get from Call of Duty. Call of Duty specifically. <laughs> and, just, and, and just the fact that PlayStation is crying and they're citing Call of Duty should be an emphasis to the regulators to say, oh, PlayStation, you're just being... You're scared because you don't want to lose this one title.
1: That was the thing that we brought up. I think it was last week or I mean, any other number of weeks we've covered this now. Where like, why are they only bringing up Call of Duty? Mm -hmm. Like, why aren't they bringing up King? Why aren't they bringing up? Because Sony used to be in the mobile gaming market, um, not in the way that the mobile game market is now on phones. But they used to have uh, an Xperia phone, like not as like way back, way, way back now uh, when like smartphones were kind of rare. Uh, they, when the market was completely different, they used to also have the PSP, and they have had such had the Vita. You know, like they were in the mobile gaming sphere. Why are they, you know, and they're not in it so much now? But like that market's fucking huge. Why wouldn't they say, hey, you know, this guy's buying a huge piece of this thing, and we know about that industry. You know, we we used to be a part of that in its earlier days, and this is a huge huge thing. Why aren't they bringing that up?
0: Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation has their avenues. They're they're pretty big in the VR market. Microsoft has barely touched that. So, see how it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. But that concludes in- all these stories. Well, interesting times. Interesting times. We should put like a. We should have a conversation with Ryan and have a Panzerati bet on like who, which regulating bodies going to say yes, which one's uh, going to say yeah. no.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll immediately concede it if it gets me out there to get a Panzerati, I'll just <laughs>
1: <go>. <laughs> Adriano's Panzer Panzerados, Panzeratis for all from Adriano uh, upon the completion of the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition fiasco. But that concludes all our stories for this week. we on to what we're playing. Adriano, what have you been playing since you've been on the show last? I have actually been playing quite a bit. They,
0: okay. I, I have been playing some video games. So, one of the default ones, um, Marvel Snap. Uh, Dead Cells is I have been, so I, you know, I lost my shit when they announced the, the Castlevania yep. DLC and I, I hadn't touched the previous one. So, I'm working my way through the previous one. But admittedly, I've also, there was, in the last two weeks, there was a point where I was so burnt out from playing Dead Cells like I was just running it over and over again like you know what I actually need to just put this down for a bit because I'm not doing myself any favors by just like forcing myself to play this game right now so I'm still doing runs I'm still working through the previous DLC that I had skipped before I go touch the the the, uh, Castlevania one Ryan and I, uh, this was a couple of weeks ago now because I've missed the last few episodes. Uh, We did some Borderlands 3 DLC, Love Guns and Tentacles, which is a Cthulhu themed, it's like a haunted town themed Borderlands, which is uh, very different. Um, Because then I told my board game group, because there's four, because there's five of us there, since I was playing Borderlands with Ryan, the four of them did their Borderlands, but they only ever touched the base game. They never, they didn't touch any DLC. And I was telling uh, one of them, uh, about this and i kind of intrigued him he's like oh he's like sounds interesting because as board gamers we're really into Cthulhu and the old gods uh, Overwatch 2 I'm forcing myself to get this season pass done and you know what I my Overwatch has been kind of you know drying up I uh, I don't have as much love for Overwatch 2 as I did for the first one when like, I fucking love that first game um so once the season pass ends and i don't have an obligation to kind of see it through to level 80 i will probably be also significantly dialing back even more my overwatch playing i would i only ever really jump on now anyways with one of th- uh, two groups and like you guys or my board game group my sister-in-law has fucking hit overwatch hard fact if I, oh, wow. if I if i open up battle net right now I, she's probably playing right now um <laughs> she she really she really figured out moira and she's um you know doing that so i think i've played i think i played with her once yeah i think i played with her and my brother because we were in a group one so that i went and finished devil may cry for like the 15th time in my life, I oh finished my Devil, God. I, I finished Devil May Cry. That first one? Yeah. I've played that game over and over again several times when I think about it. Um, and the only reason why I played it again is because you said you were playing it. I'm like, okay, I'll play it.
1: That game stressed so, me the fuck out, man. Holy crap. Cry? Because like I'm not used to that older older style of game, especially the fixed camera angles and stuff. So like I'm not only like getting used to the like pretty annoying life mechanic with the green orbs or the yellow orbs or the hell they were. Um, but I'm also like, getting used to like attacking one way and all of a sudden the camera angle changes and it I get is,
0: fucked by that. It is a very, it's weird because it is PlayStation. It is a, it is a Capcom game and Capcom games of that era. A lot of them used pre-rendered backgrounds. So if you look at the other two major franchises from that era, you had Resident Evil and you had Onimusha. Both games predominantly used through uh, pre-rendered backgrounds. Devil May Cry was the first one that actually used a 3D space in which the c- camera moved around with you, and you're actually operating in a 3D sp- in a proper 3D space. Sorry, which one's that? Devil May Cry. So, Devil, so Devil May Cry. If you notice, you're actually in a 3D environment, right? Like, right. like everything's rendered. If you go look at other games of that era, mm, um, uh, Code Veronica was a mix. So that's like, but if you look at Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis and Onomusha, Onomusha 2, and Onomusha 3. Oh, I see
1: what you mean. It's like the 2D, I gotcha. Their, their backgrounds
0: are just pre-rendered. Right. And your character's the only, and the enemies are the only fucking rendered things on the screen. Right, okay. Okay, so Devil May Cry was, the was like, the first one, which was full, first major Capcom game of that era, which was fully, of that style, and fully rendered. Okay. Very little of that, which is pre-rendered. Except maybe one, a couple of FMVs later on. So... And it's, it's weird, like it does follow that old style, but then you had the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 come out, and kind of game design at that point forward had solidified in a certain way. Like there are were, there were universal rules of video games now that you don't fuck around with. Like yeah. the Devil May Cry 3 today, and Devil May Cry 4, and inevitably Devil May Cry 5 and DMC follow modern gaming uh design principles like everything else that you would be able to easily pick up and and handle but then yeah if you go further back you're gonna have a hard time adapting to that so they will get you as you go on in the Double may cry and i promise you as you play them i'll match one for one so if you go <laughs> into two i'll play two and two is rough and there's two scenarios. oh fuck there's two scenarios for two um Two is fucking That's one of thats a rough game.
1: I was told that the second scenario is just the first scenario
0: again, though. The second scenario is there's a it's a guy and a girl. You're seeing right. things from her point of view. So there are major levels. I think you're going through each level, the actual gameplay, but the cutscenes are different. You're getting her for her view of the story. You think you think that's Woo! fucking wild? Matt you think that's fucking wild? Not the remake, but the original Resident Evil Two on PlayStation. All right. Okay. That was fucking innovative. So you have the opening cutscene is Claire and Leon, they meet each other, they're going through the city, they get separated. There's a fire split down um going down the center of the road. And they are separated on one side of the road, and she's and he's on the other side of the road. This is how fucking crazy how how innovative that game is. You get that game and you open it up. You have you have disc one. And it says scenario A or scenario B. Okay. So you put it in and you say, I want to play Leon. All right. So now you're Leon and you're on the left side of the road and you're going and you're exploring the West side of raccoon city. Okay. You finish that game. Okay. All right. Now it's like, Hey, now go do scenario B. Like what the fuck are you talking about? And you put in the Claire disc and now you watch the same cutscene scene again, but now you're Claire on the other side of raccoon city and you have a verge, you have pretty much a whole new game. You're, you're in new environments, you have new enemies, you have new That's ways. pretty cool. Yeah, and it's a whole other way of playing the game. And the craziest part, though, is you don't have to do Leon on the left and Claire on the right. You can do Claire on the left and Leon on the right. And that also then changes scenarios and changes stories. Like, you actually have character interactions and character outcomes change based on Claire A or Claire B and Leon A and Leon B. So okay, the point where it actually did create a canon issue later on where, cause the character, cause the character died in one of the scenarios, but then she shows up later in Resident Evil four. It's like, okay, based on that, the actual canon one is Claire a and Leon B. So um, like Capcom games are, are they've always kind of, sub- they've done like a scenario and B scenario. Um, I know in Devil May Cry three, I think is a prequel, you also have an A scenario and a B scenario, or you have two playable characters. Um, but anyways, yeah, Devil May Cry. When you start the second one, I'll match you. I have—I don't know if I said last time on the thing, but I've gotten my hands on a Switch.
1: Oh, I don't—I uh, don't remember that.
0: Yeah, I have a Nintendo Switch now. Um, I—I uh, was—I was really fucking cl- so. Um, I always told myself that I wanted one I or wanted to I wanted to play Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Like that was the like I don't even care about Odyssey. And I played Mario Kart on my Wii U. So I'm like, I just want to play Tears of the Kingdom. And I was really fucking close to either buying a Nintendo Switch Lite, but then people were saying Ryan and my brother and other people were saying, like, don't buy that. Like you're gonna regret it. Then I was eyeing the OLED edition, which is the the better, the best screen and the white Joy-Cons.
1: Okay. yeah.
0: So I was like was super fucking close to buying it. And then I happened to be at my sister's place um for dinner, and my niece and my nephew are there, and my nephew's now 13, 14, and my niece is nine. I should know this, but I don't. Um, and I was like, you know what? Both these kids have fucking switches. Like and I know they don't touch them. So I like casually asked my niece, I'm like, Hey, you know, Evangeline CEO wants to play, you know, a very specific game. Can I borrow your switch for (laughs) a small period of time? (laughs) And sorry. And just to rewind, it was tears of the kingdom is what I wanted to play for. And then they announced and released Metroid, okay yeah Remastered, and i because i played i played it before i'm like i really want to play this remaster so like those those are the two games so i'm like okay Evangeline, like can can i borrow your switch and she reluctantly said yes i'm like oh that's surprising and then my nephew as just before i was about to take her switch light uh my nephew's like you can also you could just have my switch he's like i don't touch this thing anymore and so now like he goes the battery sucks so he's like i won't i wouldn't do handheld i would keep it docked but it works other than that i'm like oh okay so now I have a switch, yeah, uh, right there. You can see it if I move my hand around. It, yeah, I can or, see it. Yeah, yeah, you can see the blue and the red Joy-Con there. Uh, and I just bought Metroid Prime Remastered. So I, so the I was actually going to go start that. I I bought. I went out searching for that, intending to buy it. Um, and I couldn't get my hands on a physical copy. I couldn't find one, but I found one for order, and I ordered it in, and that's since come in. So then waiting for that, I decided to do two things. I then started Stardew Valley because that was, oh, that's, yeah. what our, that's what our little AI bot told me to do. And I was really enjoying it. and I still do enjoy it. And I, I hope I go back to it one day. But I immediately fell off it because I also decided to simultaneously start Dead Space remake. Okay. And that game is pretty fucking awesome.
1: i I heard a lot of good things
0: i'm yeah i was kind of hoping that tim was on this show tonight so i would i'd be able to talk to him about it but that is some good video gaming right there that's a lot that's a lot of gaming damn that is uh dead space is uh something special and i had played when they announced the, the remaster or remake or whatever um last year i went and played the original one two and three and to get ready for this one. So I've played, this is my fourth Dead Space game in like six months. Um, it's, uh, they they do just enough different things with it to make it fresh. They do some really creative things. They've, they've changed some minor story beats. The major story beats are still the same, but now it's all, now it's kind of more of a little bit of more open world. You can kind of explore all five major sections of the ship wherever you want. You don't have to. Oh, you know, that's it's cool. Not, it's not linear. there's now, like locked rooms in which you can't can't get back to. You have when later on when you get, you know, first level clearance, second level clearance, master level clearance, it's like, okay, well, guess what? Now all my map it's showing these ones. I can now backtrack. They've they do something super awesome. It's I've had two major instances already where they didn't do it in the other game, where you go into an area. So like the one that um the one that I went into was I don't remember what's it wasn't engineering, but I think it was like some sort of maintenance. But it's like, hey, I have to get into this room and there's two circuits or there's only two power bricks for three circuits. So I need to take something out of something to get into this room. And it's all the way on the other side. So it's I have to put something into the door to unlock it, but I have to take it away from lights or I have to take it away from elevator. So it's like you're okay. in this area. It's like, okay, so I have to get over there. I can choose to do this quickly, but in the dark because I'll have the elevator, but the lights will be off. Right. Or I can keep the lights on and kill the elevator so I have a much longer path, but I can see things. Okay, okay. So it's like, okay. And I, I like a fucking idiot, I decided to pick elevator and I killed the lights. <laughs> so, now, so now I only have this flashlight just in this giant open ship and you know, zombies are coming after me. Uh, and then the one that I actually, I was, I was playing right up until you call. I was actually, um, I was in it. And the other one I did was, because uh, i the engine room, the majority of the layout is almost the same. They do kind of expand and they kind of do creative liberties. But the, I was in the engine room just now and I'm like, oh, I've done this before. I remember this. I go up here, I do this, this unlocks, I go across, I have to do that part. But then I notice something odd. I go, oh, they have oxygen tanks. I go. There wasn't oxygen tanks needed in the other one. I go. This is this is odd. So then I go across and same thing. In order to get the engine going again, I had to sacrifice one of two things: lights or oxygen. So it's like, do I want to do Holy. I want to start, do I want to be able to breathe but be in the dark, or do I want to be in the dark but start suffocating? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to kill oxygen because it gives me 70 seconds. And I got one spare tank in my back it's like all right so now I need to like get past these guys I need to get on this tramp to take me across to get back into the other area so it uh makes you like weigh certain things and um
1: that's pretty cool because I, I I remember playing like the, the first one with you guys yeah you did it on stream right on stream or on uh, let's play or something and and it was like very very linear so that's pretty cool it's very linear this one is still linear
0: for the most part like they they do they do super guide you through it but there are there are explorable rooms here and there and there's like some there's they they they've done some great things there's a hidden room that was not in the original game like okay one of the labs it's like oh there's a whole thing back here and they are expanding on certain they're doing new audio logs they are doing more hologram uh like you know environment story things so they are kind of expanding on it i I think the mapping system is the mapping system is really good. I think the controls for the mapping system are a little janky. I'm fine, kind of myself fucking up just navigating a map, which should not be happening. Uh, I did do some creative liberties with the controls to mimic the old ones because they did kind of change them in a way that I didn't like them. And uh, I was talking to Ryan Marty about this, but uh, uh, I don't like the design of the of the remake, Isaac. Okay, Uh, I like the design of the old Isaac better. Um, This guy has a very like—you won't get this reference, but he has a very everyman worker look to him. He has like people who watch Star Trek will know this. He has a very Chief O'Brien look to him. He just has like a like a engineer worker guy look, which is kind of appropriate. Yeah, it would be appropriate, but he like he looks like the guy in which you would see get devoured by a monster when you're going through trying to save somebody. <laughs> like he does not look like action hero, like poster esque. Right, right, right. Um. So, but he has a he after the opening scene, he puts his mask on and that's it. Like you don't you don't see his face anymore. Uh. So, I'm going to go finish through that. I didn't buy it outright. I turned on EA Play Pro for okay. 20 bucks. So if I get it done within 30 days, it's only costing me 20 bucks, which I, nice. which I definitely will. Um, and then the last thing that I played was, um, me and my board game group decided to do something crazy and I might screen share it with you. Oh, uh, we decided to do screen share there it is
1: so we are going to do <laughs> oh god is it this mario party thing <laughs> yeah. what
0: so this is the this is the first tab for mario party 64 and i have it already made up ready to go um we are doing every mario party every board in order of difficulty max turns and then we're going to do a total star tally at the end
1: oh my god and you're and for the listener out there i'm looking at an excel spreadsheet of this with images which i i I don't recall seeing images on any spreadsheet ever so
0: yeah and because i'm i'm gonna show you another spreadsheet after because i i i need help with it but okay okay. but but we'll, we'll talk about this one first so this one oh here is God. just it's just Mario Party, and like I have it split up into DK Jungle Venture, and then Peach's birthday birthday cake, and then eventually uh, Yoshi's Tropical Island, Wario's Battle Cannon, and then there's there's boards for each main character, and then you know our players, in which the order our characters will be the result and the stars collected. And as I go on, I'm going to be adding in Mario Party 2 and then 3, going all the way up to like 11. There's also some DS titles. There's, there's 11. Japanese, oh, what a, are you I doing? Think there's 11 numerical entries. There's a couple of non-numerical entries in there.
1: Oh, my Lord. There's like two
0: Switch ones that are not numerical entries. So this is going to be something that we do for the rest of our lives. I was going to say, um, it's going to
1: be a damn long road here. Yeah. Yep.
0: If I if I had the infrastructure and we were all local, I would just make it into like a channel. I would like put it <laughs> on our channel. But we're all at the comfort of our own home, and thanks to the Switch Online service, in which has allowed online play for even old games. Like we're all playing this online. We're playing an N sixty four. We're playing an N sixty four game together online, which is fucking wild.
1: That's fucking wild. Yeah. I never even thought of that. That's mm-hmm. wild.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it's not even like. And what you're doing is when I'm when I'm on it, I'm I'm watching, I have control over my character, but I'm watching the main person screen. And like when you when you log in and you you all sync up, it's saying, Hey, you're watching SDC sketches screen. And then I'm watching him navigate to Mario Party and launch it. And then like I have control over my character, but I'm watching his screen what the hell yeah it's very interesting the way they've done this but it's the way that they, the approach they've taken for these the nintendo switch i mean and it same, but it also been it like allows us to play if you and i wanted to do Mario, a super mario bros on nintendo instead of doing local we can now do online
1: that's awesome but, um, yeah that's very interesting. interesting
0: so this is this um and so the reason why i actually you know what I, because Ryan's not here to keep us within the time limit so um okay I'm actually going to show you this this uh, prototype He's opening
1: another spreadsheet
0: so prototype okay a I prototype A, B, and C which, okay prototype B so I said I wanted to do a new um uh like a like a game vault spreadsheet right yeah Okay, so this is my major dilemma. And I'm kind of I, I'm
1: I'm still looking at your Mario Party one. Oh, by the way.
0: right, right. Uh, let's switch to. How do I stop this? Okay. Uh, screen share. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, do you see a spreadsheet? Yep. Okay. And you see Assassin's Creed in Borderlands? Yep. All right. So this is my main design philosophy with this one. And this is where I'm having there's one thing that's stopping me. And I'm kind of curious to see if Google Sheets can do it because I would consider migrating it to Google Sheets if I if I can do it there. So I asked myself like major questions about because originally like it was just a giant this is the original one. And this is just it's just block text, color coding, some superscripts like a utilitarian log of what exactly, you, like exactly. its a table of what you've you've earned or claimed, and all yeah, that. like like worst case, uh, this gets printed off as a hard copy, and this will stand the test of time. But right. I wanted something a little bit more fun to look at and a little bit more clean. So uh, prototype A, B, C, B, B is the one I'm using. All right, prototype B. So the what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a way for me to f- kind of have different versions of games within one sub cell or what i say i guess sub of games within one master cell so looking at um the headlines like you have your basic headlines you have title and family and platform and year and i i'll get to what i stands for then additions vault method format date cross by question mark expansions dlc subscriptions question mark service notes play status and rating OK, and you're going to notice that there's each one I've given one. So every game has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I've arbitrarily decided that at seven copies of any one game, regardless of the addition, should be enough for my vault. I can't ever imagine having more than eight copies of a game. More sorry, more than seven. Although there probably is a scenario. I probably do have more than an copy. exception somewhere. You know, Super Super Mario Bros. I can think of that and maybe Resident Evil 4 because that game is on everything. OK, so what I wanted to do is within the Assassin's Creed. Like block. So there's a master block here, which is just Assassin's Creed because this is Borderlands down here. Yeah, I have these things of I have a family column and and what I've done is is if you go to uh i hope that i hope this does this okay if i go to sega sega genesis Uh, well so what i did was i did family so when you when i put it in it goes okay what family is it and you're gonna pick your family now this is what i wanted to to really try out see how it says sega yeah so i i have it so that there's a drop down and let me zoom in a little bit because uh, you probably can't see it okay so here is here's sega but if i change this to like playstation and okay. then we'll manipulate the cell beside it to only show the PlayStation options. So I can only pick PlayStation 3. Because if I click these, these do nothing. I can't do anything with this until I pick the family beside it. Oh, I so like that. I go, okay. So if I go to Xbox, it will then condition... Uh, sorry, I didn't set up this cell. But if I go here, I go Xbox. It will then condition this to only allow series 360. Yeah, and I then I have, I think, other is it. So if I go up here, I go to other other oh, is like all the miscellaneous stuff. So like iOS, iPadOS, iWatchOS, Android, I think there's
1: Ooh, WatchOS would be a, would be a killer yeah.
0: <laughs> killer platform for Black Flag. Yeah. So what I've done is also then uh again, only looking at this really, ignore everything below that. Uh under platform is where you pick the specific platform. But see the zero at the bottom? As you start to just pick it, it will then just start to do a master tally of copies of the game
1: oh yeah okay so just add it up
0: okay year year is just a text field you put it in yeah um then these are the colors so they're color coded because if you go to play status
1: oh it's based on like you. if you hit the credits it's green if it's yes
0: so uh play is like um let me see what it says here Let's see what did i put here um, not started intending playing shelled, which means my intention is to go back to it. Credits, which means I beat it. I've like, I've like hit the credits and I've considered that I beat it, yep. but I've not necessarily put it away yet. Yeah, so, sure. di- so division would be something like that. If we were still playing the division after post game, it'd be credits. And then sunset would be I am sunsetting this. I have no intention of ever coming back to this. Right. Okay. But what I wanted to do was is, and I still have to, I might have to write the script for it. I might not actually have it set up properly is these colors here change on this cell will change based on what I pick here. Okay. So intending I'd have it as blank shell. Sorry. I haven't done that one, but shelved will change. Like that will change based on, whatever it is uh actually this is probably the one i did yeah there we go tending shell playing uh not started whatever and it will change that color okay because um and then this so then when it comes to the vault i had to decide because we're entering a, a um an age of subscriptions i may want something in this catalog to say that i have played that version of the game but i don't but i don't own it so I've created a category. I've I've like christened it to be quote unquote vault. And vault okay. is where I say if I if I've played it by a subscription or I own it outright. So Dead Space, when I complete Dead Space 2023, it will be subscription. Okay. okay. And then the method will change to online. Format would be digital. Date would be whatever date in which I have record of. Starting, it? Spit. Pur- or starting, it? It, starting the service or getting the game. I okay. haven't decided yet. Okay. Cross by yes, no expansions and sp- and expansions are, are interesting because, you know, there's going to be multiple expansions list. So the way that this works is um, uh, if you have one, you can put it here, but I also have it that if you have multiple, it will actually, as you highlight it, it will just show what it is. So multiple expansions for Assassin's Creed. It's, you know, illustrious Pirates pack, Death Vessel pack, Crusader, and Florentine
1: pack. Oh, you have the LLCs in here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, subscription required. You can say not required or required to play or online. And the reason And the reason the inspiration for these three fields were Overwatch, for instance. Overwatch, the first game, required a subscription to play online because you needed PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live to do so. okay Okay. but then something like i'm going to rewind a little bit mass effect mass effect 3 had a had a multiplayer like the online pass yeah the online pass so you didn't need it to play the single player game but you needed to play multiplayer so that's where online would come in and then from here you pick your service so um i think if i think i go not required nothing comes up Like you actually can't click it, but if you go online or required, then you have your Like yeah, so required are the major play subscriptions. So anything in which you would have to play pay to play online in any degree would come up here. But then if you go to online only, I think you have your major subscription services. So sorry, the other way around. Required would be your subscription services. Your online would be your like your position plus
1: and live goal
0: Nintendo Switch online or whatever. Um, if you had, if since like, if I had, or when I add wow in there, a subscription for specifically, wow, would be a custom one that I would would have to add in there. Then you have notes, your play status, and then ratings. I did not like it. It was okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. This is the major thing in which I'm hoping this is the design philosophy behind this is these, this row here is the master identifier okay and i actually have a version of this where this sits on top instead of on the bottom but i think i'm going to go with bottom because what i want for this to do is i've had these cells outlined i haven't done i haven't done every single one yet i've had these cells outlined so that it will take somewhat uh, specific information from its respective cells up top so so see because this is the, this is my favorite part about this. So see how this is like cluttered and this is you know cumbersome and there's a lot of information here. Sure. Okay. See these little things at the side here, the at the left. Yeah. Okay. The whole point of this is these are all collapsible. You can actually just collapse everything.
1: Oh my god.
0: Okay. So if you wanted a clean just list of everything, you have this here, and then oh. say you know. So you you know what? Hey if I want to just see Assassin's Creed, I can just expand Assassin's Creed.
1: You should just make your own app. Like at this fucking point, like make your own collect collecting app, fuck Excel, make your own thing. That's it.
0: Like, so that's the design philosophy behind this. And then you can also just expand them all simultaneously and collapse them simultaneously. But that is the, so the, and it would take like, like in like the, the play status, it would take the, it would take the latest version so i ha- i have to I, ha- I think i think actually on this prototype or maybe prototype a yeah on this prototype i had it so this is an earlier version of it i had play status set so it would take the color of the latest of the furthest i've gone along in one of those versions so it was conditioned to say hey out of white blue purple yellow green and uh whatever the other one was is in this order fill this cell based on this so if you see a yellow put a yellow there so it tells me by looking at just this that i have sunsetted a version of this game and if i haven't it would show credits or if it's showing blue is the highest status it would show me a blue if that is the highest value in that in that range okay so because like i could have multiple copies of this game where i've i have i am could be, i could be playing a version I could have shelved a version, I could have completed a version, and I could have sunsetted a version. But what I'm telling this cell to do is, hey, if you see a yellow at any point, tell me in this master version- That, that it's been a sunset game. There that, that there's a version, that there's an addition in that that vault that has been sunsetted.
1: Just, Just so this is, chances are you won't be going back to
0: that whole time. Exactly. Because I want to know that information without having to expand it, okay? Um, and then there's difference like, uh, so then, and then in the, this one, it's as soon as I look, this is for instance, if I get rid of standards, so see this multiple thing here. Okay. If I get delete that, it says limited edition, because if I class, only have the
1: limited edition,
0: because I only have the limited edition. And if I do just standard, it will only say standard. But as soon as I add another one, it will change it to multiple. It sees that, Oh, I have two that don't equal. I have to have multiple in there. Okay. And I'm going to be doing the, that along the entire thing. So this is, I'm really happy with this for the most part. This is the major dilemma. And I have searched and I have asked multiple. I have asked chat GPT and I've asked a lot of things. This is where this falls apart for me. So one of the things that I've done in an earlier prototype was actually uh, hyperlinking everything. Yeah. It, this is perfect. So, see how how Assassin's Creed is with Borderlands, and Borderlands is with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my major gripe. So, in an earlier prototype, I actually had a hyperlink where it would actually always take me to the to the Wikipedia page. And I know okay. you can't you can't see it right now because it's screen sharing, but it took me to the Wikipedia page. So, if I go to Prototype B, the one that I'm probably favoriting, this is where this messes up for me. This is what I don't like. Excel does not have the ability to let you do both, collapse and move an image simultaneously. You can collapse an image, you can move an image, but you can't do both. And I'm going to show you why this is so frustrating. So if you open up the properties for each image and I sign it to this cell and I sign it to this block and I go to... Uh, format, picture, properties, okay. So I have move and size with sell, move but don't size with sell, and I have m- don't move or size with sell. So one th- you're going to notice at the top, I have sort fields. So if I collapse all these or not, I don't even have to collapse them, but let's say I collapse all these and I go to the sort field and I have all my list of games here. I don't actually have to, I don't, you know what? I don't want to see anything but Assassin's Creed. So I deselect that and I bring up Assassin's Creed. I click OK, it will just filter out Borderlands or anything else. All right. right. I can just open up Assassin's Creed. Here's where this falls apart. Um, let me bring up, let me get the sort field back. Let's clear filters. There we go. If I try to reverse this, say I'm going to go sort Z to A, the picture doesn't move with it. The properties that allow it to collapse. Because right now, if I collapse these, it's tied to the cell location and not the cell. Oh,
1: shit. I see. Yeah. So
0: this is where this is pissing me off because I can't get this. So I reversed it and it reversed all the information, but it's keeping the images in place. So it's like, fuck. All right. So I'm going to go back and go this way. I'm going to go to this one and I'm going to go instead of I'm going to go move, but don't size with cell. So now I can, if I do this, uh, one second, let me fix this. Move, but don't size itself. Okay. So now if I do this and I then reverse it, guess what? Look, it does what it's supposed to. It reverses it and it moves the pictures with it. Right? Right. 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 But look what happens now when I collapse it. It doesn't collapse. Oh,
1: it's all overlapping and crap.
0: So I can't have the best of both worlds. I can...
1: I can, I can, I can, Oh my God, this is the only thing that's stopping me from like, I honestly, honestly think that you should make an app and not use Excel. But which is fine. Like And and use an app maker, like don't code it. Don't learn to code unless you want to use an app maker. This is mostly for you. And I would honestly make an app, honestly, because you're putting so much of this in there. Whereas, like, with an app maker, ch- chances are you would at least be able to embed some custom code if you needed something super the pro- custom. The,
0: the, pro- the problem is, though, is, like, a perpetuity in licensing. I And I I did look into, d- like, a database software. And database softwares are expensive. It's like, okay, so what do I... How do I do this for myself? Do I queue up Visual Basic and just
1: start no, doing like it you, myself? You could You could literally, like, you can run your own little like database, like that's not that hard. And hosting is very cheap for something that small, and it's not confidential information. Yeah, so, so it's, it doesn't need to be super secure. So this is this is my. I this think, is, oh, everything worked
0: perfectly, and then, except yeah. this is the only thing that's stopping it: the image. And I, I could just not put in an image. I could just like, yeah, you not, could do that. But images in images in Excel have been a like a tough thing for. It's not meant to
1: have pictures. Now let me ask you this: Can you render an image from a link? I thought about that as well. I couldn't. I haven't
0: explored that option
1: because I wonder if it would just move the link and then it would preview the image that it links to. It's possible.
0: It's possible. I'm still uh it's this is something that I, I i'm going back to every most a while so microsoft excel is the final game that i've been playing this week <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh yeah that's uh that's what i've been playing what did, oh and by the way and the reason is, uh yes I'm actually glad. so uh the other thing that i'm going to include in this is c format oh platform the other thing i'm going to include is Uh, there are there's there's transmedia stuff which are part of major franchises which aren't video games so so in my old game vault uh, at the bottom like i have game vault and i have other media i started a whole separate one years ago because i had things like there are three cg animated canonical movies for resident evil there are books for bioshock and dead space which are canon with the universe but those wouldn't go in my game vault but part of this new vault is I wanted those included. I wanted to be able to include media that is tied to the franchise that is not, that is canon, but is not video games. Right. So, like, I'm not, so I wouldn't put the Master Chief show in here because it's not canon. Um, I'd put Assassin's Creed movie because that is canon with the games. Right, right. So, that's where, like, plat- like I would eventually add in platform, you know, uh, DVD, Blu-ray flex or you know my service where i own it and i would then put in additions and vaults and method and format and all that blah 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 blah, blah. and that is something that i
1: add in later to accommodate that stuff
0: what have you been playing Matt?
1: jesus <laughs> murphy well i've been playing video games uh <laughs> i uh i did a heck of a lot of cod this week actually um i uh just just been i don't know just ripping the cod trying to get through the season uh, i'm at maybe 80 or 90 percent now I only have a few regions in the battle pass map left, so that's good. Um, the, I find the seasons to be pretty grindy, uh, especially for what I how I play. Uh, I don't play every day or anything, um, and even if I did, I feel like the X, the amount of XP in those missions are helpful, or in the, in the dailies are helpful. But I don't think it's that much. I feel like this pass is just a little grindy, or maybe Fortnite has spoiled me, but. Um, I mean, I've also been playing that. I've been playing the the Fortnite as well. I've um, been enjoying that. Uh, I've caught up pretty well on the past. I, I was away for a while because I was sick, and then I hadn't played it in a, in a bit because uh, I was focusing on COD, and uh, so now I've, I've caught up now in the into where I'd normally be, I think, in in uh, in Fortnite, and I'm enjoying both games, COD and Fortnite, having a great time, uh, still not bored of the, the competitive shooters as of late. Um... And, uh, but I, uh, the, what do you call it? the backlog project is still alive and well as I've completed Call of War is back in, back in blood or bounded blood. Hang on. Call of War is bound in blood, not back in blood. That's weird. um Yeah. The Call of War is bound in blood game is complete finally. Uh, after my PS3 had uh, corrupted my save years and years ago, I finally beat it. Uh, it was pretty fun, pretty good. I am definitely enticed to play the first one now. Cause I did not know that the second one was a prequel. So I'm interested in potentially playing that. I did look it up on the Xbox marketplace. It is not available for Xbox series. So I'm, I believe it is available on GOG cause I watched a video on it and that's how I learned that it was a prequel. Uh, and then now that I've seen the end of bound and blood, it uh, makes sense that it's a prequel. What's so, the name of it? Uh, Call of Juarez. The first game is oh, just, just Call of Juarez. Oh, Juarez. oh it's showing my. I don't see it on GOG.
0: Damn. Oh, well, wait, it, hold on. Maybe I'm not spelling it right.
1: J U A R Z. J U A R E Z.
0: Oh, car, Call of Juarez, gunslinger. Call Juarez back in, bound in blood.
1: I keep saying Back in Blood too today for some reason. It's weird because because it's
0: back. There's Back for Blood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Sorry. Is that the one you're looking for? No, the first one? one. The first uh, one. To be 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on here.
1: Oh yeah. All right.
0: Uh. It so is two dollars and ni- it's a, it's eighty percent off right now. Matt, get, get Ooh, on it. It is $2. baby two dollars and nineteen cents Canadian.
1: So I might I uh, might play that because uh, one of the characters uh, that you play that you can optionally play as is in it is in the first one. So it, it's interesting because I'm actually kind of playing them in the uh, the correct timeline order. Uh, so that that's pretty cool. But I don't think it's going to be my next game. I'm, I, I've kind of, after doing Red Faction like crazy, I've kind of sworn off uh, doing series, like a full series of games in a row, unless I'm really into them because, uh, like I said, Red Faction, the la- especially the last one, killed me. So I think... I'm kind of leaning towards Cyberpunk. I haven't done a modern game in a very long time. And I think it's just time. Uh, It does play on the Steam Deck. I I am going to play on my laptop as well, but I wouldn't mind trying it on both. So I haven't fully decided yet. It is a big one. It is a big game in comparison to the other games I've been playing lately. So I might, I'm going to still consult my list and decide, you know, from there, I might try to finish off generation zero, but that's not going to take very long as I am about three quarters of the way through that. Um, but I am leaning towards cyberpunk. I'm leaning towards something modern. I'm going a little bit crazy in the, in the 360 generation. So I think uh, getting kind of bogged down, I think it might just be time, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's been my week. I have no, I have no spreadsheet to share no image problems on spreadsheets to share, uh, that has that's been it. To be honest, um,
0: yeah, Cyberpunk. I I told myself I was always intending on playing it, but uh, and I my, the source of me playing it was going to be my because my brother and I had the he had he had put me on his family Stadia account oh it's dead it's dead. so i i yeah i had a lot of games available to me uh in there and that's never going to happen now so
1: yeah i think uh tim tim was gracious enough to gift it to me so i uh i think it's excuse me i think it's just time to boot it up and uh, get more use out of this out of this steam deck as well i know it's probably not going to look the greatest on the steam deck but we'll see i don't i don't know yet i'm gonna intentionally do a bit of a comparison and try it on both but uh get my get more use out of that out of that Steam Deck for sure. But uh that concludes this episode. Thanks for hanging out if you've hung out this long. Uh and uh we do we do stream on the Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash day one Patch Media. We also Ryan also did a stream last week On Monday, I don't know if it's going to be a consistent Monday Thing, I think for now it is I'm not 100% on that, but he's doing Like a Mac Gamer series Where he's gaming on a Mac I think it's like an M1 Mac or an M2 Mac Or something, I'm not a Mac guy so don't ask Me all the details, but exact same address Twitch.tv slash DayOnePatchMedia And uh, I'll be Hopefully starting to upload some more shorts I've been trying to edit them a little bit uh, And find some just better ones rather than Spamming them out On all our social channels. And that's it. Peace. Bye. (laughs)